Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant. Iowa. Sheldon Willis. A lot of gaming commission. Francois Pinot. Captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I do like their man. Hello, and welcome back to Sine Waves, a podcast where we chart the peaks and valleys of actors' careers and Hollywood's ecosystem in general. My name is Sean. I am here, as always, with my co-host, Hannah. Hi, we're rusty. We haven't recorded in, like, a yeah, month. Yeah, it's been a so, little while. So I think it's... No, it's the first... We recorded the last on the 21st. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's been, yeah, like, yeah, two, yeah. three weeks since we recorded. Something like that, yeah. Uh, we took a holiday. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Hope yeah. you enjoyed our Christmas episode. Uh, we... I had to... I was at a family dinner having to describe what Kindation was. Oh, yeah? Very funny. Nice. Uh, I got a lot of, what? You did what? And I was like, yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah. We are here talking about the filmography of Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Welcome to movie number 30. That's horrifying. I know, right? It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I think we're officially over the third waypoint. Like, we're a third of the way through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're almost halfway. That's so scary. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. The halfway point, I think we, we calculated this in the Eurotrip episode, I think. I think the halfway point mm-hmm. is Born Ultimatum. Wow. So that's in, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. Jesus, that's in two months. Uh-huh. Wow. Ah, <laughs> it's fine. We're doing great. Be grand. If it's your first time listening to Sign Waste, is what we do each week is we watch a Matt Damon movie, regardless of how small or big his role is. And, the... and yeah, it's it's another one. It's another small one here, gang. Yeah, but it's also a return of uh, a the very li- a very special person, a very important man. Sean. It's Kevin Smith time again. Let's go. I, it's actually so. I think it's thing that tripped us up. Yeah. Is that. This is our first Kevin, which does not feature Jay or Silent Bob. Yes, this is the first Kevin Smith movie that's not part of the VSQ universe. Yeah. Though it is made by VSQ Productions, celebrating, when this movie came out, their 10th year. But I think when we were like, oh, it's goodbye to Kevin, it was actually a goodbye to like Jay and Silent Bob. I think this is our actual last Kevin Smith movie for a good while. I don't know, because he could surprise us. Oh, you know what? I'll go find out. But yeah. This movie we're talking about this week is 2004 film A Jersey Girl starring uh-huh. Benjamin Affleck. Ben Affleck, my uh, guy. Liv Tyler. Yeah, uh, George Carlin in his final on-screen appearance. We got us a preview for the episode. George Carlin topped, like, the best actor in this. I, I love George Carlin in this. He's great. He's great. He's yeah, doing he's such fantastic. a great performance. It's such a, like, good character. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez playing Dead Wife, yeah. where I uh, gave myself a very small brain injury um, <laughs> yeah. just before. And a fucking whacked her head. Yeah, I got my uh, family have bought a, not a Peloton, but like another one of those big cycle bikes. Yeah. So it has like a screen and it like goes up and down. Sure. It's cool. I'm very sleepy all the time. When uh-huh. My legs hurt <laughs> constantly. I'm going to be entering my fitness arc after our trip this weekend. Yeah, I'm currently day nine of my fitness arc. It's not going well. Yeah. <laughs> I had pizza for dinner. I only nice. had one slice. I had a burger today. Yay. Listen, life's more important than... Yeah, have a uh, good time. Ha- life's, sometimes you need to look after your, your happiness. Yeah. I did a big cycle after work and I was feeling really pumped. And the uh, eaves of my attic, because we have a converted attic, because mm-hmm. 
middle class Dublin. So the roof's really slopey. So when I was getting off and I like stepped to the side, I <laughs> whacked my head into yeah. like a support beam. Uh, and then I sat down to watch Jersey Girl. Hell yeah. A movie where Ben Affleck bullies a baby. Hell yeah, he does. Why is he so mean to the baby? Because he is a dickhead in this film. He's, Sean, he's I know you love, worst. I know you love Ben Affleck. Yeah. He's kind of awful in this movie. I actually disagree with that. Oh, you think he's good? I actually liked his performance. I this. thought his performance. I was think there dreadful. is one. There is one awful, genuinely like terrible performance in this film, and it's not Ben Affleck. You think it's Liv? It's Liv. Liv is awful. I think in this. the script's terrible. I think this is genuinely like not good. See, Hannah. I'm going to have to disagree with you on it's that one. It's a tight naive episode, folks. We've been, we've, it's been a while since we've gotten to one of these. Yeah. Um, but before we get into talking about the movie that the we're movie. here to talk yeah. about, we have before to Before we a- start doing the thing that you come here to listen to. I like to think they enjoy also the preview section. I hope so too. Because you're going to get a long one today, folks. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be that long. We'll, we'll, well, there might be one or two or three sections that are a little long. Because we had our Christmas holiday. So yeah, we've... so we've been just kind of vibing, uh, experiencing a lot of media. Yeah. I've been eating and drinking a lot over the last little bit. It's I did a lot. Of, I've been doing a strange amount of exercise. Mm. Because you went fucking skiing. I did go skiing. <laughs> I was getting up at like half eight in the morning to like be on a mountain. Yeah. Drink God. so many hot chocolates. You know they put the rum in hot chocolate in ski places. Hey, I have rum <laughs> and I have hot chocolate. I don't. It's it's a Tuesday and I'm not on a mountain. <laughs> uh, I'm in a living room in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we usually do our little media section first. We got a lot to catch up on and I'm going to start us off this uh-huh. time. Wow. We need to talk about girls. Damon reference in Girls this week, guys. Girls season two, episode one. Uh-huh. The best episode of Girls yet. I actually quite enjoyed Girls season two, episode I one. Just, I had a sneaking suspicion Girls gets good in season two. Here's the thing. Is Lena Dunham not in it? She is in it. Yeah. This episode, a lot of Shoshana content. And she yes. is very funny. <laughs> she's They go to like a, a party or whatever and she's there like being awkward around this guy that she hooked up with and it's hilarious she got she finally lost her virginity yeah she did yeah Uh, she has a big like talk with one of the girls at the beginning of and she's like yeah no you know I don't regret losing my virginity but it just feels like something's missing (laughs) how much Um, of a time skip is there between season because at the end of season one it's like Jess has got married Hannah she is still married Chris O'Dowd is in this episode okay uh, very briefly he's in this episode yeah um, there is not much of a time skip uh, it's, I don't remember if it's exactly said but Adam Driver's character is in a like gets hit by a car at the end of the season one finale okay and he's still in like a cast that was this. not mentioned in the last last week's episode that's because I didn't want to talk about that episode anymore <laughs> um, but yeah I, I actually quite liked Girls season two I'm t- episode I'm a, I might force myself to watch season one of Girls. Sure. I have so much 
of a backlog of like yeah. this may content have, to get through. This may have something to do with the fact that I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to the episode. I was painting minis while I was watching yeah. it, so I was a little bit... But the thing is, like, I've seen clips... Donald Glover is in it. Oh, great! Donald Glover plays Lena Dunham's new boyfriend. boyfriend? Yeah. Ooh, I'm and sure that's not going to be racially insensitive at all. He's allegedly only in two episodes. Okay. He's been in one of them so far. Okay. Speaking of another uh, right female writer-director that's controversial, <laughs> folks, she did it again. <laughs> folks, well, she didn't do it. I finally did I finally got to watch Saltburn. And we're going to have a very spoilery chat about Saltburn now. I have not seen Saltburn. So do this you want is... it spoiled? I do not give a shit about that film. So the thing about Saltburn is right. I've been saying this for weeks. Uh-huh. Saltburn is made for me. Yeah. But what I mean it's made for me is that Emerald Fennell has taken one of my favorite books ever. Mm-hmm. And then a Matt Damon ID and fused <laughs> them together. So if Saltburn, it was the, the most watched movie over Christmas because they popped it onto Amazon Prime. Like on the, oh, did they? On the, yeah, I watched oh, okay. it on Amazon Prime. It came out on like the 21st. Sure. Um, I was offered a free trial of Amazon Prime again, so I might pick it up and watch it. I would recommend watching it at mm. home. It's one of those things where, um, like this is the, the non-spoilery bit before I get really into talking about the spoilers. Sure, I'll find some Saltburn music to play. Uh, murder, it's Murder on the Dance Floor by Sophie Alex Baxter. That's like the song sure. of that movie. Where all the really crazy shit got spoiled for me just because I'm on Twitter. Yeah, I've heard two. Like, there's the bathtub scene. I've heard about the bathtub scene, and I've heard the twist with Barry Keoghan. So, this movie. Saltburn, Barry, it's 2006. Barry Keown is a poor student in Oxford who, like, befriends Jacob Alordi and they go back to his house and shenanigans ensue. The two media franchise things that are inspired by this are Brideshead Visited, which is like a 1940. 19- that this inspired. They, like, inspired this. That, that, this. That, that, that. Yeah. This is inspired by. Yes, sorry. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, I said it wrong as well. <laughs> are Brideshead Visited, which, like, is one of my favorite books ever. Like mm. before I dated a previous boyfriend, I made him read it to be nice. like, do you like this? And he went, yes. And I was like, cool, I will date you now. Like, nice. It's my favorite book, which is about like a, a, a middle-class boy going to a very nice house and having a kind of queer experience with like his best friend and sister. Sure. Uh, and his sister, not his The best friend's sister, yeah. not his own sister. Great book, yeah. really recommend. Yeah, this Re- isn't Eurotrip. Recommend watching the 1980s or 1970s TV show where a very, very, very young um, Jeremy Irons plays <gasps> the main character. He's so hot. Oh, I love Jeremy Irons. Oh, he's so... It's this movie. It's the thing that like made him a big actor. Have you seen the Watchmen TV show? Of course I have. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing that this is like taken inspiration from is... So like, one of the big... The, you know, Bryce and Vincent is all about religion and class and all this stuff. Um, but a big kind of center point of this, it's like... What happens when you you and your boyfriend go back to your big lovely house for the summer? And that's kind of one of the central conflicts of the movie. Mm. And then the other thing, uh, as one of the Ireland's premier Matt Damon scholars, is that it's inspired by the talented, talented Mr. Mr. Ripley. Ripley. Yeah. And I think... I think it's probably fair to say... I don't want to make any bold statements here, but I'm, I would be willing to bet that we're probably Ireland's premier Matt Damon scholars. Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone else thinks about Matt Damon as much as we do. There might be someone. A lot of people in Ireland. In Ireland, yeah. But I think 
we talked like we watched the talent of mr ripley recently enough yeah. and i think we both really liked it yeah i liked it a bit more than you do but i enjoyed it I yeah liked it, yeah something that movie does really well is ripley kills tommy halfway through the movie yeah that doesn't happen in this i'm he, given to understand he gets killed 25 minutes from the end okay so sure. you spend an hour and a half with barry kilgan being creepy around this family yeah and like great like Jacob Elordi, who's having, like... he, I think Jacob Elordi is about to have, like, his big year that he kind of is in everything. You don't like him because he talks shit about the kissing booth. True. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Melton all the way, baby. Um, Charles Melton? Why do I think it was Richard? I don't know. Damn. Richard E. Grant's in this movie as well. Oh, cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Rosamund Pike, they are so funny oh, in this. Who the fuck else? Rosamund Pike? Yeah. Gone Girl. Oh, that's it. Yeah. She's I, need gr- to, I need to watch that. It's good. I like it. Ignore our friend Connor. I think the biggest problem with Saltburn is yeah. Barry Kilgan is playing the main character. Because Barry Kilgan, you look at him and you know he's you know going to... Yeah, he's, he's gonna, a freak. He's a freak. Yeah. And you realise at the end of the movie that you're not meant to think that he's a freak. Sure. Do you know who was originally going to be in the movie and they couldn't get him? Get him? Who? Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, this seems like the movie that... The kind of movie that he would be in. But you can imagine him being this just like little awkward guy and sure. then he turns out to be this like mass manipulator. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. like... Yeah. You Bar- don't buy it with Barry Keown. You don't buy that... You buy that he'd be a creepy little shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. You don't, you don't buy, buy that, that he... anyone would not pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it just... The movie just doesn't work. And like, you know from the start that Jacob Elordi dies. So when he does die and it's like, twist, Barry Keown kills him. It's not surprising, but is the movie... Is it Keoghan or Keoghan? I don't know. I think it's Keoghan. I think it goes... It's one of those... Excuse me. I think both are kind of acceptable. Sure. I don't... How... Keoghan? 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 I don't know. Sure. Um, Barry. I'm just going <laughs> to... Barry. Barry. <laughs> We're on first name terms. Barry. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It just... Fun, like, you're watching... It's a soup movie. I was watching it being like, this is a fucking soup movie. Sure. You sure. know? It's still enjoyable. There's some stuff in it where, like, everyone's focusing on the, the plug hole scene. That's not the worst bit in it. What happens in that scene? Jacob already wanks in a bath, and then he goes and, like, licks the bath drain hole afterwards. Okay. It's not... All right. The worst bit is when he eats someone out who's on her period, and then he, like, puts his bloody fingers in her mouth. That's worse. That That's worse. That can't be pleasant. She's really into it. Hey. Um, I, I guess I... Not gonna judge, but like that, like I'm like that's the I think that's worse than the plug hole thing, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit where they're all watching Superbad. I've heard about that part. Yeah, yeah. I like. You know, I don't know. It's one of those Superbad. movies where I think it. You know, you were saying like you'd heard it's terribly classist. I that's just because I've yeah. seen Twitter discourse about it. I think like it's classist that it's these like ultra wealthy rich people who probably have very terrible opinions about like poor people mm-hmm. and that that is like why you kind of don't like those characters is because they have those sure. opinions okay. if yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense that makes sense it's not like the movie being like isn't this great it's like yeah no people cool. who are this rich are like kind of gonna be awful sure yeah because i know emerald fennel is that rich yeah yeah i don't know i think for emerald fennel fennel however you say her name I think she's a very good director. Sure. She needs to get it and she needs to stop writing her scripts. Oh, really? Because I've watched her other movie, Promising Young Woman. Yeah, I've heard bad things about that. Promising Young Woman is a movie that like, it's like a, a rape revenge fantasy movie. Oh, okay. And it's like, 
really interesting and it dives into it really really well and like you it kind of examines the like psychological impact of like you not being a victim but like being friends with a victim and like how and like rape culture and all that kind of stuff sure but i won't spoil the twist for it it goes for a twist they are just like fuck off okay like why are you going for this as the twist mm-hmm. and i think it's just a sign of like i think she keeps she feels like she, to be a shocking cool director she needs to write a twist in okay stop writing twist emerald <laughs> actually just maybe maybe make a movie that you don't write because I say making a movie and writing a movie is a very stressful thing. It must be, yeah. Yeah. I think she just needs to, like... Because it looks amazing. Like, it's one of those movies you would, like, turn on at, like, a party on mute and, like, happen on a big screen. We should do that next time Connor does an edible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for roasting Connor so much this episode. He's one of our closest friends. Yeah, he's great. I love you, Connor. There I hadn't seen them all year and I walked into the, his Connor's house and they were like hee 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 we're smoking and I was like I'm not your parents <laughs> but like Connor's house is um the, the kitch- garden's the really low the kitchen area is like way above the garden so Hannah and Molly were just like looking out the window down at us it's very good yeah. but yeah Saltburn a movie that I wish I, like do you know when you watch a movie and you're like I don't hate this yeah I'm just annoyed that it's not better, mm-hmm. but I'm not angry at the movie. I'm just like, the movie is washing over me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. The, yeah, Richard E. Grant, though. Love him. What a guy. Have you ever seen Witten and I? No, I haven't. My dad loves Witten and It's my dad's favorite movie. Yeah. I love it. I quote it all the time. I've never seen it. Um, it's an extremely good movie. Nice. And another extremely good movie that Sean watched was Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris! Yeah! <laughs> I've not seen this so, movie yet. This, this was on like Christmas day my parents were looking for a film to watch and uh my dad who doesn't listen to this podcast doesn't listen to this podcast yeah but shall we say um has the same proclivities for acquiring films as I do okay um he just has like a hard drive with a bunch of shit on it yeah it's pretty standard through and they're like hey how about Oppenheimer I was like not not the vibe. Not the vibe. <laughs> Not the, the vibe. vibe for Christmas Day. I'll talk um, about my Christmas Day movie in a we minute. We were there, like, uh, we were there, like, sipping on the like little own brand Bailey's and cans of Guinness. The fire was no, roaring. Not you and that fucking little own brand of Bailey's. Hey, it was the real Bailey's <laughs> that time. <laughs> but we scroll past, and what do I see in the M section? But Mrs. Harris. Goes, goes to Paris. I've actually not seen Mrs. Harris go to Paris yet. The most heartwarming film of all time. Was it your first time watching? It was my second time. We had watched it as a family before. And <laughs> as we scrolled past it, I was like, oh, Mrs. Harris. Everyone was like, yeah, let's watch that again. <laughs> I must make my family it watch is Mrs. Harris. banger. And she um, just, she wants to get a Dior dress and she goes to Paris. Yep, uh, exactly. I, she unionizes Dior. Um, really? Yeah. I ho- I wish it's a real story. I know it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've also just thought of another movie I need to, to add. Oh. I'll, I'll actually include this in the Boy and the Heron section because it's related to that. Uh, uh, add it to your list. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. A cozy film. I don't even have too much to say about it. It just feels nice, you know? Yeah. Um, well, we did. we tried something new for our Christmas movie selection. Oh, yeah? I have a hot take with Christmas movies. Okay. I think sometimes a Christmas movie does not necessarily have to contain Christmas. 
Okay, go on. I think sometimes Christmas movies can include a subgenre of movies I like to call <clears throat> too fucking long so you don't watch it only at Christmas because when else are you going to have like four hours to sit down and watch a movie? Like Oppenheimer. Like Oppenheimer. Or, or Dr. Zhivago. Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> um, so I, on my birthday every year, my birthday is Christmas Eve, I make, I subject everybody I know to watching uh, The Sound of Music. Mm. And there was only three of us at home for this year for Christmas. So I was like, instead of me picking all the films, I will... Everyone in the house has to pick a movie. So we had all had a draft pick. So I went for Sound of Music. My mom went for uh, Die Hard because she panicked. And she was like, this is a Christmas movie. We all agreed it was the worst movie we watched of the three of them. <laughs> but then, then when my, da- my dad picked... Wait, you thought Die Hard was... Nah, I... Die Hard rocks though. Oh, it was good, but it was but just... But it wasn't as good as the others. It wasn't as... It's the worst of the three we watched. Sure. So we watched... I don't need to talk about Sound of Music. Sound of Music is yes. top ten. Yeah. Ugh. Fucking Hills are alive, etc. Every song in that movie, well, no, some of them aren't great, but I think I think it's one of the best, like the most iconic musical scores in terms of you. At least for me, anyway, every one of those songs I kind of know. Sure, I probably would if I heard them as well. Um, shout out to the Puppeteers. Love the Puppeteers. Oh yeah. There's a whole. They have a whole musical number through the medium of puppets. Fuck yeah! It's nice. very good. That. But Doctor Zhivago was my dad's pick. Doctor, do you know what Doctor Zhivago is? I'm gonna call. I have him. no idea what Doctor Zhivago is. <coughs> I know it's like, it's like, in the canon of like all time great movies or whatever. Yeah. I have no conception of what the fuck it could possibly be about. So, uh, Doctor Zhivago contains my grandmother's Matt Damon. Her favorite actor was Omar Sharif, okay. who was an Egyptian actor. Let me see. Let me see how hot this guy is. Um, Doctor Zhivago uh, has Alec Guinness. Ooh, um, I know him. He's good. It was directed by the guy who wrote Lawrence of Arabia. Cool. Listen, it was the 1950s and he's yeah, Egyptian. Yeah, for... If I was in the 50s... Mm. Yeah. I, I see it. I see it. Yeah, I see. Pedro Pascal vibes almost. Uh, like the best like actor Egypt's ever produced. Yeah. <laughs> I won't spoil Dr. Chivago too much because it is actually... It's like three... It was in the 50s, right? Huh? It was released in the 50s. It was released in the right? 50s, yeah. yeah. Dr. Chicago uh, starts off with Alec Guinness confronting a woman in communist uh, Russia, being like, I think you are the bastard child of my stepbrother and his mistress who went missing during the Bolshevik Revolution. Damn. And I'm trying to make you confess that you are my brother's child. And then it just goes through his brother's whole life. And is the brother Dr. Zhivago? Yeah. Nice. But it's one of those, like, it's David Lean, like, Lawrence of Arabia. I need to watch, I was going to watch Lawrence of Arabia. Sure. But again, it's one of those, it's three and a half hours long, so yeah. you need, like. Yeah. I, I meant to watch Seven Samurai over Christmas, yeah. but I just didn't get a chance to. Um, But it's great. It has one of those, like, super fucking iconic scores. I will make Sean listen to it after we record and then and put I'll it drop here. drop it in here. Um. Just looks great. Um, the main act, uh, Lyra, who's the like love interest in it, mm-hmm. um, she is just one of those like most beautiful women you have ever seen in oh, cinema. Yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. It's great. Uh, a lot of, uh, I was as I was watching it, I was on the Wikipedia because again I've seen this movie before, so I knew it was going to happen. It did get me. I forgot the, one of the big twists at the end of Act One in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's very pretty. Yeah, she is. And I did do a big gasp when a train went by. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love movies that make me gasp. Whoa, what's coming at me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
just a very good movie. You know, movies great when you're like, and then Alec Guinness is just in it, and you don't need, and yeah. that's not even a thing. You, yeah, yeah, he's the narrator. <laughs> but yeah, when I was on the Wikipedia about this movie, and I, I saw something that was like, because like this book was written during the Bolshevik Revolution, so like you follow like soldiers at the front and stuff. So it's like the ten years kind of like three years either side of it. Um, so it goes for like a very long time. And the production, so like it wasn't filmed in Russia and anything because it was still, yeah. I think it was filmed in Spain. And there's a bit of it being like, this movie was poorly received because it was felt to have romanticized the revolution. And I'm like, <laughs> it did what now? Dad. There's no romanticization here at all. <laughs> Even the rats are fucked. <gasps> the rats. There's a lot of rats. <sighs> I need to watch this movie. It's very good. Love rats. Again, it's one of those movies you need to watch with like... You need to sit down sit down for a few hours. Mm. Again, it has an intermission. Nice. Love a movie with an intermission. I got yeah. up, I stretched my legs, I made a cocktail. Speaking of watch, Mouse Watch has returned. Oh. They're fucking back. I think We've they, only gotten one. I think it was the babies of the other two. I think what happened was we got these little Sonic things mm-hmm. um, and I moved one of them mm. and then we found one of them. So I think it was that. So I moved it back okay. and hopefully... I yeah, did tweet it about it, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Poor Sean. We haven't gotten any more so far. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, a good sign. Let's see. What else did we... I told you guys it was going to be a hunky, chunky media yeah. section. Listen, we we had two weeks of media and we mm. had time off to... There's, like, there's a couple of these things on the media list that I'm not going to talk about much at all. Let's talk about Rebel Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, someone went out of their way to message Sean to watch this. Yeah, and honestly, it was Pizza who did the music. Shout out to Pizza. Pizza. Uh, And honestly, fucking amazing recommendation. Thank you so much. Rebel Moon is a fucking mess. It is. Oh yeah. It is without a doubt like the single most derivative sci-fi movie I have ever seen. It is cobbled together from parts of every other sci-fi movie of all time. Name a sci-fi movie. Blade Runner. There is a Blade Runner section in it where they go to a cyberpunk city and they meet like a character whose whole thing is like hunting down um, like monsters that look like humans in the city. I want to know. I, my dad wants to watch this movie. Yeah. Yes, watch it, please. Watch it, right? The best way to watch this film. I only started doing this about 20 minutes in after a dude who was dressed up like a fucking commissar from Warhammer 40k shows up with his like what are the dudes from Fallout New Vegas called the like Roman guys uh the centurions yeah them and his like weird fucking uh Benny Gesserit priests from Dune show up to like like sci-fi Norway <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this film it's the first it part is. of like a It's new... the first part. I can't wait for the second part. Yeah. I can't wait for the Snyder Cut version of this because the the version of it that they released first was chopped down to make it PG-13. And the way that they did that is fucking insane. They just cut out all the sex and blood? I mean, I would imagine that there's parts they cut out. But what they did, right, What what I could notice is... They just removed any of the, like, digital blood that would be put in during the fight scenes. Okay. And they shifted the frame slightly. Okay. So there it's like are... anime, like, censoring. How do you mean? Like, it doesn't say, didn't, wouldn't they, like, anime censoring, like, just... No, they would put black boxes over everything. Never yeah. Mind. So what they do is they, like, <coughs> shift the frame up or down mm-hmm. so that if somebody is, like, 
getting hit and killed in like a visibly gory way what happens is the person like hits them but it happens off screen that's a fun way of doing it I it's guess. R- it's very funny it means that none of the fight scenes have any impact at all oh no <laughs> because everything is happening just off of screen I would highly recommend Rebel Moon the point where I was like oh this is one of the best bad movies ever made was there's like a flashback they're talking about princess Issa, who is the daughter of the king and queen of the like solar empire or whatever who die before the movie starts there's a line where there's a flashback talking about her it says she was named after the ancient queen Issa, the life giver who the legend said had the power to give life <laughs> and it's not explained further than that Zack Snyder's one of those directors that, like, I wish he made better movies. The thing is, actually, the thing is, it all looks really cool. This is the thing. So, like, he made the the Watchmen movie. Yeah. Which is, like, I, I read Watchmen when I was far too young. Mm. And I watched that movie. And I was like, I can tell this is, like, it's one of those movies I don't know if it's good or not. I quite like the Watchmen movie. I'm not going to lie, Sean. Yeah. That's that that still does not answer my yeah, question. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's fair. Like I think it's such a faithful adaptation of the source material. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, is it too faithful of an adaptation? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I think when you when you have the new Watchmen TV show, which is like I know we're big nerds because we do yeah. a Matt Damon podcast. Uh, new Watchmen TV show, show fucking slaps. It's great. I just wish he made better movies because I think he's actually not a terrible guy. I think he should be a cinematographer. You think so? A cinematographer and, like, set designer and shit like that. Do you think because 300 did so well, he just kind of has infinite money and he shouldn't have infinite money? You could say he has some kind of blank check, I guess. Shut the fuck up. That's another (laughs) podcast. That's another podcast. Oh, speaking of a podcast, I Uh caused a very good thing for Sean and I to happen. Yes, 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 yes. You'll remember when we were very sad about uh, Let's Fight a Boss ending. I, and Let's Fight a Boss, I used to do uh, like end of year podcast. I would be like mm-hmm. the highlight of my Christmas. I would like be excited to do the dishes. It was so good. So I, I sent, sent Sean a message on like the 29th or the 30th yeah. being like, I'm really sad we're not getting a, a like best of the year podcast. Yeah. And not 36 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I think, of, I don't know if it was the next day, but it felt like it the was ne- within a day. I yeah. Would say. Yeah. Our boy announced a new pod. I actually haven't finished listening to the first episode. It's really good. I know, but I, 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 I'm waiting. Yeah. Um, it's very good. And there is a, a list involved in it. Uh-huh. Um, so it's Super Eyepatch Wolf and Wooly. Love uh, Wooly. I love Wooly too. Uh, and they're... The, the first episode, at least, is their top 10 things of the year. Yeah. And that can be... Anything. Yeah, anything. So I think Woolies one of Woolies suggestions is uh Optifast. Like a meal like a, replacement drink that like yeah. helped him with like health issues this year, which you're like Yeah. Do you know what? Fair, fair. One one of them is the country Portugal, because the two of them went on a trip to Portugal that they had fun on. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Uh Pie in Dublin got a, an honourable mention. And which interesting, I was, I was, sure. I was actually just in Pie with my dad just before Christmas. Pie fucking rocks. Pie's good. Pie. Yeah. Poi. Poi. <laughs> Have you gotten to the part where they explain what the next episode of the podcast no. is going to be? Okay. It is going to be a monthly podcast. I know, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that sounds relaxing I'll leave you I'll message you all all, all caps when I get there I will get there I'm just I don't think it's on a podcast app at the moment Uh, it's on Spotify Uh, I don't use that damn if it's on Spotify surely it's on Apple Music Uh, I'll figure it out I think Apple Music's weird Apple Podcast is weird oh really yeah damn I wouldn't know yeah you are (laughs) it's something I don't know about because I have not I've only seen the movie of this but I want to like get into it what's the new Scott Pilgrim show I heard this is controversial I adore this this is I think this is I think one of the best adaptations adaptations of something ever made of a comic ever made definitely my understanding of it is right so Scott Pilgrim's a comic that came out in what the 90s the early 2000s the 2000s I don't know exactly what year it is but it's definitely the 2000s then they made Edgar Uh, Wright made a movie with it it, of it with Michael Cera and like Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Kieran yeah. Culkin and all a yeah lot of... Kieran Culkin our guy our guy uh, Scott Pilgrim was released in six digest sized black and white volumes between the years of August 2004 and July 2010 so about what a year yeah yeah and then they made a, a movie about it in what 2010 mm-hmm. 2011 like 10 years ago now I feel yeah because I think they've released them I think the movie came out before the comic finished yeah uh let me let me check that but they've uh, released a new show of it yeah august 2010 no the movie came out the month after the comic ended okay cool yeah so netflix did like a new animated series of it and i think mm-hmm. people were like okay they're it gonna make fucking s- rocks but they've changed it right that it doesn't so, follow the same story here's the thing yeah is all of the trailers made it look like it was going to be a faithful adaptation of it uh-huh and the first episode is a faithful adaptation of the comic up until Scott Pilgrim gets into his first fight and he, he dies. dies. <laughs> Gorgeous. And the rest of the show follows Ramona Flowers and like the side characters from Scott okay. Pilgrim and what they do without him. Interesting. It is fucking amazing. The art style this show looks like I read this comic when I was like a child when I was yeah like when I was like 11 12 something like that it was one of those comics I remember when we were teenagers Mm. even if you were like not really into comics if you were vaguely into nerd culture you knew about Scott Pilgrim yeah yeah. I actually um, I breached containment yeah when I was back down in Clare I recovered my old Kindle and got it working again wow um, so I have all the books that I was reading when I was like a kid on it. This, you can I finally have, read Sabriel. I can finally read Sabriel, yeah. But I have all of Scott Pilgrim on it. Um, oh. Because it's in black and white and it works on it. Gorgeous. But um, yeah. this show looks like... The comic. The comic looked like in my head when I was reading it when oh, I was 12. Cute. You know, It's amazing. It's so good. And like the like looks at all the different characters and dives into their kind of... You know, psyches and their because um, that's like the, the arcs and that's all. Like it's really good. The, the thing about Scott Pilgrim now and like twenty years after it came out, because it is twenty years old now. It's hard for yeah. to think about. It's not like Scott Pilgrim's kind of a bad, not a bad guy, but he's no, like, he is. That's the point of the comic. Oh, is he? That he's a yeah. bastard. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's not like a hot take. That's what the comic is about. It's about this 
very specific kind of like indie nerd that was around a lot in the early 2000s. Toronto. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, I don't know too much about Toronto. Listen, I did not realize Scott Pilgrim was set in Toronto until I turned on (laughs) the TV one day. Yeah. But after I'd seen the movie... Uh, I like watched the film. I turned it on and went around me, and the film was on. Yeah, and I was like, I recognize those street. Co- this is set in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the mystical realm of Toronto, Canada. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. Um, moving on. How's Kieran's Kieran Culkin's performance in this? Better than it looked like it was going to be in the trailers because when the first trailers came out, I was like, oh, Kieran, ooh, some of the some of the voice acting in this is rough. But on it, I, I was very impressed with it by the end. I say uh, it's one of those things they like purposely made it look a little bit shit. Like I imagine that's something they would do. Because they got all of the cast from the movie back. Do you like, think they still have them. that email? They still on. have that email. It was dormant for like years until Michael Sarah responded to something that had been sent into it like ten years previously. Um, Michael Sarah is such a dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Highly recommend Scott Pilgrim uh, takes off. It's a fucking banger. Do you think you need to have watched the movie or the comic before you watch it? It would help. Um, there's, a, there's a section in this show about one of the characters, young Neil, after Scott dies and the band kind of breaks up, he decides he's going to get into screenwriting and he writes a movie that gets like picked up and it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Aww. And it's being directed by Edgar Wrong. Uh, <laughs> like, that's one so the, there's like an episode about that and stuff because that's one of the things about like uh, there's been a trend in like remakes in the last like two mm. or three years which is like let's take a remake but we're going to change it like Final, the new Final Fantasy 7 for example is yeah, jumps yeah, to yeah, my yeah. mind um, it's very Final Fantasy 7 remake coded yeah speaking of a dude I've been playing Alan Wake 1 <laughs> yeah I have played a little bit of Alan Wake 2 but I'm very excited to hear what this game is like um, Alan one's interesting so like i like i don't play that many video games because yeah. i feel like video games are the biggest time sink media yes definitely. um and it's just something like, i i like to do it when i have time off so i did a little yeah. bit of gaming over christmas when i could so i played alan wake one because it was like five quid on steam mm. alan wake one is so funny because alan wake is such a bastard boy <laughs> yeah he's the worst he's such a bad guy <laughs> Alan Wake is basically you. He is this like Stephen King, right? Like knockoff. Writer. I wouldn't even say he's a Stephen King writer. I again, I haven't played the the first game, but the impression that I got from the second game is that he's much more schlocky than Stephen King. So you don't see any of his writing in. You don't see any of his writing in the second one either, but you see like the covers of some of his books. Oh the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's probably like you know like the girl with the dragon tattoo or the like Joe Nesbo. You know those books. Joe Nesbo. Yeah. Uh, fucking what's her name? Um, Kate Bush or not Kate Bush? Like Kate Tara Bush. French. Oh, there's a sp- there's a crime writer who my mom is constantly reading. I can't remember what her name is. But like, is. what are those? But like, yeah. it basically starts off for like like Alan- airport novel crime writer. Yeah. yeah. What's your Mr. Da Vinci? Dan Brown. He's Dan, Dan Brown. Brown. He's Dan Brown. He's Dan yeah, Brown. he's Dan Brown. Um, yeah. Where he's and it's like very Dan Brown about yeah. actually. Where he's like, he's written this big book and he hasn't written in two years. So his lovely wife is like booked a cabin in like a cabin in his lakeside resort in like Washington for him to like unwind and a twist she wants him to write and he gets pissy with her but there's like an evil darkness in the town that kidnaps his wife Ooh, (laughs) but it's it's been so long since i've played a shooter Mm -hmm. and it's also been so long since i've played a shooter on pc 
Yeah. Oh, Sean, I'm dying so much. Because <laughs> you're... The thing with Alan Wake... I don't know how it is in Alan Wake 2. To how the combat works yeah. is you have a flashlight. Oh, do you have to shine it at guys? You have to shine it yeah. at guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like dark... It's, ex- it's exactly Dark the meter same goes the down. One, yeah. And then you have to and then shoot, you shoot them. them. Yeah. Um, so I'm just running around a bunch. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm so used to when I played so much Mass Effect as a child. I'm like, <laughs> I can roll. I can't roll. You can't roll, no. I'm dying so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, poor Park Ranger got fucked over. Oh, really? Yeah. Is there, is, there, is there a big time skip in Alan Wake? Yes, there is. The time skip between Alan Wake 1 and 2 is the same as the like real world time skip. So between. like 10 years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so like in Alan Wake 1, after you finish like the first chapter, I don't know how many chapters there is. I think it was like eight. You realize you're like, you're missing a week. Oh, okay. And you keep seeing videos of yourself during that week sure. writing. And then like you're picking up pages of like the stuff you've written. So like, what you've written is coming true and all this shit. Yeah. So that's yeah. fun. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Um, Alan Wake 2 has a kind of similar thing where at the you're playing as an FBI agent at the start and Alan, <laughs> Alan Wake has disappeared. He's been di- he has been disappeared for 10 years. Yeah. And you f- start finding bits of his writing that are, coming you know, true. the things that are coming true now. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time I picked up Alan Wake, I picked up Control, which is made by the same yes, studio. So I've, like I, I've also played some of Control and I really enjoyed it. I know Control is meant to rock. And I think it's like they made Alan Wake and then they made Control and then decided that like fuck it it's all a multiverse. Yeah. And then like yeah. Alan Wake 2 is I'm really making the multiverse multiverse. Yeah like there's very early on in Alan Wake 2 dudes from the Bureau of Control from Control show up. Yeah. I think the gun you have is the gun she has. Oh really? Yeah. No because she has a very specific gun. Like the gun that she has is a thing. Oh really? Yeah. It's a, like a weird object. Yeah it's like it's the thing that the person who is in charge of the, like, bureau. the, the bureau has. And yeah. it's just always that, you know? It's funny. You, the first sequence of Alan Wake is you have to run to a lighthouse and then the lighthouse talks to you. Damn. And you get given a magical flashlight. And that like rocks. This, it, it's, it's a fun game. I know yeah. people are like, this is just Twin Peaks, but shit. And I'm like, I'm having no, a great time. Not. I'm loving it. For good. I'm I saw a tweet actually that I meant to send to you. Something that I think we need to do. Oh, no. Uh, new podcast announcement. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> a guy who is watching Twin Peaks. And he's, and trying, he's to re- trying to figure out who the killer is the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should do that. I've never seen Twin Peaks. I think I'd really I've watched like the first, it. like, two episodes of it and I enjoyed them. I feel like it's me coded. Yes, it definitely is. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Another video game we've been playing, well, Sean's been playing, uh-huh. has been Inscription. Um, oh, this is such a long media section. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's going to be a long episode. Yeah. Uh, I finished Inscription in two days. I've because seen... Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about Inscription other than saying, go and play this game. If right now you don't know too much about it, keep it that way. Because it's a game of three acts. Yeah. Uh, I think I know what happens in Act 1. Okay. It's Act 1, the cards. So it's, it is a card game. Yeah. It is a card game the whole way through. The premise of it is you are trapped in this, like, cabin in the woods with this crazy dude and he is forcing you to play a card game with him. And it's it's a really cool card game. It's really fun. But, uh, yeah, you're you're trapped in this cabin playing a card game with this dude, but it's, like, a, a roguelike, almost. It's a, and there's, like, animals? Yeah. You, you realise very quickly that some of your cards can talk to you. And then... After you, like, get a little further in the, like, card game part of it, 
the dude is like, oh, I need, uh, like, it's getting dark. I need a candle. Can you get up and go and get one for me? And you can stand up from the table and walk around the cabin. Yeah. And that's as much as I want to say about it. I feel like that, that is the, like, what everyone knows about it. That's not played it. And then it goes. Things happen. Things occur. You can do things in that cabin. It's, ba- it's very escape room coded. Yeah. But go play Description. It's great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of animals, <gasps> Sean watched a movie today that wasn't a Ben Affleck movie. I did. Uh, I'm going to tie another movie into this. Uh, So over Christmas, I sat down and I watched The Wind Rises, which is a banger film. I have not Um, seen it. I I think I would like it. I think you would really like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's about Um, war and creating things. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, It is... When it was made... Studio Ghibli, Hayao Miyazaki movie. Yes. When it was made, Hayao Miyazaki said that that was his last movie. His next last movie is The Boy and the Heron. <laughs> is, is The Boy and the Heron the one... Is that How How Will You Live? Yes, it's called How Do You Live in yeah. Japanese. Um, I think How Do You Live is a much better name for it. Because that's why I was really confused when it came out. Because I was like, yeah. where is How Do You Live? Yeah, you know? no, it's the same movie. The Boy and the Heron is just the English name oh, okay. for it. Uh, I went to see this today with our friend Neve. Shout out to Neve. Is this movie just son stop trying to be a director or is that just a uh that is i did get a little bit of that like at the very end but you think that but there's also a lot more to it that's not like the actual i think that's that is in there i think but i don't think miyazaki meant, meant... that to be in there what I, like, heard... I think yeah. what the theme of this film is is it's about uh, ecosystems and well-meaning people affecting them and changing them for the worse. Because what I heard, what he was asked about, he said that it was basically like him making a movie to explain death to his like grandson or something. That's also definitely in there. Yeah. It, there, there. There is a character in this film who feels like a stand-in for Miyazaki. Okay. But the movie is about, the opening sequence of this film is fucking incredible it's genuinely one of my favorite yeah. studio ghibli things that they've ever made i think where it's the main character who's this young boy he lives like on the outskirts of tokyo okay and during the war, the war and he hears that the hospital that his mother works in has been firebombed oh so it's like grave of the fireflies kind of kind of. a little bit at the beginning yeah uh but there's this beautiful sequence at the beginning where his dad goes in to you know try and, find, and he's following him oh, and he's God. like it's just him like running through the crowds of people leaving oh. tokyo and it's the animation is gorgeous it's amazing because that's one thing like i've actually never finished grave of the fireflies mostly because my tv was broken when i try to watch it yeah but sure it's... that's why <laughs> genuinely the speakers uh-huh. were broken okay so there was a constant buzzing through the entire <laughs> that's movie. kind of funny actually so i was like this is so sad i can't watch it in this state yeah and i never put it back on again because <laughs> i didn't want to start it again but yeah, I won't talk about The Boy and the Heron too much because it's so yeah. fresh. Um, but The Wind Rises is his other kind of 
last film. Yeah. And it's another one where the main character is... Grappling with the horrors of World War Two and the Japanese. It's another one where I think... So in The Boy and the Heron, it's not the main character who I think is a stand-in for me. It's the dad. No, it's a character who, when the character shows up, you know exactly who it is. It's a white-haired um, old man that's smoking and looking at a window. <laughs> he's not smoking. Um, oh, I got you so well, Miyazaki. Uh, but he's got, like, the beard and all. Um, in The Wind Rises, I think the main character is kind of the, the Miyazaki stand-in. And that's, that's not, like, disparaging or anything like that. It's not saying, like, oh, this is a self-insert or anything. It's It's very much just that, like... The Wind Rises is about the joy of creation and how that can be... Corrupted. Corrupted, yeah. yeah. And given Miyazaki's opinions on uh, the modern state of anime, I think that that's at least one of the things that kind of comes through in the themes of Finding out film. him being like, maybe anime was a mistake is an actual quote. Yeah, no, that's real. Yeah, you can go and find a video of him saying that. Actually, now that I'm thinking, because I, I watched this like a Near- couple hours ago. Yeah. Um... Now that I actually think about it, there's a lot of that in this as well. Mm. Um, about, a, again, tying in with that thing about ecosystems and well-meaning people changing them yeah. and accidentally fucking them up. It's a, a lot of it is about a person who is trying to create something good and to make it better and failing at that. It's, which I think is intriguing. It's something he is a, like a theme likes. Yeah. And it's something yeah, he's yeah. obviously like, but he's different ways of, because like looking into it, because like that's the kind of theme of Princess Mononoke is like, isn't colonialism horrible? Yeah. Like, isn't what we did to like the native people of Japan and like the native wildlife fucked? Mm. And like, they don't win really at the end of that movie. Yeah. Uh, native wildlife of Japan getting fucked over is also a big theme in this. Fuck parakeets. All my homies hate parakeets. Are they an invasive species in Japan? They're, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Parakeets show up in this movie and they're not good. I don't like parakeets. Yeah, the thing actually with this is something that I was very, very surprised at. No planes in this movie. The dad, the, the, the boy's dad works in a factory that makes planes. Oh. But you only ever see the like... Like, they make specifically the, like, glass that covers the cockpits. Oh, wow. So you only ever see that. If someone was like, we did a plane movie. Take a break. And he was like, okay. And so he did a bird movie instead. <laughs> ah, they're, they're natural planes, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. The, bir- oh, the animation is so gorgeous in this. There are one or two bits where there's um, CGI, like, 3D yeah. used. And it's a little bit awkward, but... They've been used, but, like, there's 3D and... Um... Like Spirited Away as well. Yeah, but I, I don't... It really took me out of this. Yeah. There, again, it's only in like one or two bits and it's for very minor stuff and it's not really showing I imagine much, it's a thing of like, it like, works in Spirited Away because Spirited Away, there's such like a dream logic to it. There's a lot of dream logic to this. <laughs> About halfway through this film, the boy goes into a different world and oh. everything's crazy from there. Shenanigans um, ensue. Yeah, but there's there's just this one part where he's like in a room that's kind of like separated by a big curtain, and the curtain is CGI, and it looks weird. Oh. Yeah, highly recommend the boy in the hair, and very much liked it. Not my favorite Studio Ghibli, but banger. And if this is actually his last one, I think it's a very fitting one to go out on. Yeah, I don't think the man can retire. 
he seems to be like incapable of doing so. He's already said that he's working on his next film. But I, I imagine this thing of like when you have he'll he'll die before he actually retires. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Like he's one of those kind of dudes. Yeah. But also, I think it's a thing of like when you because like he's working in like Studio Ghibli is what like fifty years old, sixties. Like it is in his eighties. Yeah. Like I imagine it's one of those things like you just it must be so weird to get out of that routine if you are doing something you actually love. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Speaking of getting out of the routine of something you love. Is it is it time? Yeah. It's our last thing on the media. We're, y'all, you've been very patient. I'll put this sad one in here again. John, stop reading cop No, you haven't. So, Fall of the House of X number one came out last week uh the first issue of like the actual end of x-men the krakoa era of x-men um, you fucking hated it it was bad <laughs> he hated it i was so disappointed i was so sad when i got it in my hands and i read it because like i should have expected it because it's from the same writer as adjectiveless x-men which you hated which i didn't like so i dropped it but Man, the fact that this is how they're ending it out makes me really sad. I'm going to give the second issue a shot because I know that Jerry Duggan is better at writing action and this issue is a lot more set up for action. Um, And Rise of the Powers of X number one is out tomorrow, which is like in the same way that House of X Powers of Ten were like kind of two series that are the same thing. Fall of the House of X and Rise of the Powers of X are like that. But Rise is written by Kieran Gillen, who okay. I like. So, yeah, very disappointed in Fall of the House of X. Uh, I've decided, yeah, no, I'm I'm just dropping X-Men once this is all said and done. That's upsetting for you. Eh, honestly, this is me. I, I was thinking about doing it anyway. This is made it so I will be less sad because yeah. it's bad. <laughs> but it's one of those things, like, you've... Sean's been very into X-Men for, like, two years now. Or three yeah. years. Yeah, see, I, I've been into X-Men since I was a kid, but I got really into it a yeah. couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, uh, Rise of the Powers of X is out tomorrow. It's probably going to be fine. Ultimate Spider-Man number one is going to be out tomorrow, and I'm, I've got really high hopes for that. You'll have more money. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'll need to buy more books. Oh, I have so many books. Yeah. yeah. Um, our friend Eve was in the house when, when Hannah arrived earlier. She's like, oh, I've got this comic I think you'd be interested in. I was like, no. No. I said so myself. I said, yeah, don't give it to me, Neve. I was like, nope. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I'm sure it's good. I'm just not allowed. Yeah. I'm not allowed to take any more media. Speaking of media, verse, listen, we, we told you it was going to be a lot of media. This is college. probably not going to be the longest media section we've done. We were, we were concise. There was points we were like, we didn't dwell too long on certain things. Yeah. It was like 50 minutes last time as well. Okay. Yeah. Now we're ready to talk about 2004 film. Jersey Girl yeah. starred my man, my man Ben. I have a Ben Affleck hot take before we get into this movie. Okay. Do I need to fill this up before I hear this? No, no, no. I, think, I don't think you'll disagree with this take. Sure. I'm going to fill this up anyway once I hear this. Yeah. I think Ben Affleck mm-hmm. works better as an actor when he's doing... Like a more like methody, good character actory kind of piece. Like late, like like what McConaughey's been doing in the last ten years. I don't think he works 
amazingly as like Mr. Charismatic, let me be the like super big leading man. No, he doesn't. No. I think he should I think I think he's good in rom coms. I like him in the rom coms I've seen him in. Oh, I disagree, but that's a man. He's great in Argo. I've not seen Argo. Argo's fantastic. That's also not a rom com. Yeah, but it's a film where he is like leading man. But like from what I understand about Argo, again I haven't seen it. Mm. I feel like he is like playing He's playing the director in a film. Because Argo's about, like, yeah. making a film. Yeah. Like, he's kind of playing a character that happens to be the leading man. Sure. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. He's and playing like... Batman. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't say that as, with a straight face. I do actually think his performance in Batman vs. Superman pretty alright. But I think, like... The... I think he's the best performance in that film. Easily. Well, that's not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... The movies <laughs> maybe that he's... Holly Hunter drinking a jar of piss. Good for no Holly, <laughs> but like the movies that like I think when you say Ben Affleck, like when someone's like rate Ben Affleck's top five performances, mm. you know it's normally Goodwill. Then it's like Argo, it's Gone Girl. Um, trying to think of more, but like they're all kind of like when he a is... Jay and Silent Bob. I'm see. I all I can think of was <laughs> the ones we've done. Yeah, chasing Amy. Ah, oh, he's better in Glory Days than he is in Chasing Amy. How did I not say Glory Days, actually? Yeah, never mind. No, Glory Days number one. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I think he works better. Actually, we'll see if... We'll see how well Glory Days is doing when we get to our rankings. Oh, my rankings have had a fucking schism. Yeah, I see. Hada did, went and did a big reorder of her rankings. I didn't. Good. Or did I? I think it's a treat. We'll just read our rankings out because I feel like this episode's going to be long enough anyway. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. we, we we're out of practice. Yeah. Um, and also we took too long with our rankings last week and we mm. don't want to make them listen to that again. I did chop it down a lot last yeah. week. But no, I think Ben Affleck as an actor, I think he is just like, I think he just doesn't work when he has to be like, I'm the most charismatic guy in the room. You could disagree. I liked him in this film a lot. <laughs> I think it's a bad script and he does the script okay. I would disagree. You think it's a good script? I think there are parts of it that are rough. Again, specifically the romance and that aspect of it I think is pretty rough. Yeah. I think the relationship between Ben, the dad, and the daughter is great. I think it's good when the daughter ages up. I think okay. I just can't get over the fact how okay. mean he is to that baby. <laughs> it's funny though. <laughs> but no, for me it was really upsetting. Because I like, wonder I, why. Yeah, for obvious reasons yeah. why. We're gonna go steal that baby at the weekend. Oh, the baby can crawl now. <laughs> she can escape. She can escape. She can come across the road. Yes. But like, I'm just like, it's just something that really took. We'll explain the plot of the movie in a sec. It's just something that really took me out of the movie because I'm just like, I understand it's a tragic way the baby is coming to your life. Yeah. I can't buy you would hate the baby as much as he does and then have like one conversation with the baby and then suddenly love the baby. I, again, I don't think that's what it is. That he doesn't he's, love the baby? He's in he does. He does love the baby. I don't know, he's real mean he's, to that baby. Yeah, no, it's just that he is like immediately beforehand uh, experienced a horrifically traumatic but experience. But he's so mean to his the, wife when she's pregnant. And the baby is like the manifestation bastard. of that. He's you so know? mean to her when she's pregnant. He, he, he is also just not the best guy. No, this. he's a dickhead. He's, he is also just kind of a prick. He is a prick. Yeah. 
Do you want to pause? Wait, something I forgot to mention actually about Girls Season 2 Episode 1 is um, just because I, I was thinking about another actor who's in this film. Uh, Adam Driver wants to watch Bagger Vance in it. <laughs> yeah. I did say there was a Matt Damon reference. Yeah, we didn't say what it was. There's a part where uh, Lena Dunham goes to visit him because she's taking care of him because he got his legs broken because of her. And he's like, hey, do you want to watch Bagger Vance? And she's like, no, I'm gone. <laughs> Good. Yeah. You go, girl. Yeah. After I had this realisation about, I think Ben Affleck works better, better as a character mm-hmm. actor. And like, I will say doing this, I've, with my opinion of Ben Affleck's gone up a lot. Yeah. Because I think I've seen him in some movies where he's like actually been good. I used to think he couldn't act until like Gone Girl. And now I'm like, okay, now he actually can act. Sure. I want to talk about the Ben Affleck's between now and when he did The Talented Mr. Ripley. Because that, I think... Ben, was Ben Affleck in The Talented Mr. Ripley? Not Talented, sorry, Good Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we've that, seen him in a couple bits. We've seen him in a couple bits, but we've also not seen him in some of his big movies. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a lead role for a while. And I think it explains get this why. List up. Huh? I want to get this list up too. It's just like a Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, I think this explains why Ben Affleck's had a we- a different reputation than Matt at this time. Sure. Because I think Ben Affleck doesn't know what the fuck he's doing as a uh, actor at this yeah. time. So in the ninety seven, he does Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. So it's. 1970-2004. Oh, I forgot about... Yeah, there's there's a couple of things I forgot about in here yeah. that I have actually seen. So he does Shakespeare in Love, mm-hmm. Phantoms, which is a movie I don't know about. Yeah. Armageddon. A banger movie. At some point, if you ever get the chance, go and watch That's... Armageddon with Ben Affleck's commentary on it. He hates that he movie. Hilarious in but it. But he hates that movie. He hates that film. But that's the He thing. hated working with uh, Michael Bay. See, I think this is the thing of that, like, Matt... Did the action movies, but he got in with directors he got on with really well. Yeah. I think Ben does um, Armageddon, and then he, like, just doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So he does Armageddon, then he does Dogma. Yeah. Then he does some movie called Forces of Nature, which I've never heard of. He is the main guy, a, star, a rom-com starring Ben Affleck and Sandra Bullock. Oh. It's a movie called 200 uh, Cigarettes, which he plays the bartender. Ooh. Wish I had 200 cigarettes. You are quitting smoking. An ensemble cast consisting of Ben and Casey Affleck. Oh no, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh damn. That mo- a movie in 2000, he has Bounce, Reindeer Games, a Boiler Room, Joseph King of Dreams. Again, Which is an animated movie, I think, by DreamWorks? Like in the vein of, um... I saw this in... I remember this from the box, like, ch- like Chartbusters as a child. Nice. You know? Um, then he has James Allen Bob. Then he has Daddy in them. Never heard of it. Daddy? Pearl Harbor, which is meant to be like... Like, that nearly ruined his career. Oh, really? Pearl Harbor. Oh, you know who else is in Daddy and them? Matt. Laura Dern. Laura Dern! Love Laura Dern. Yeah. Um... Pearl Harbor is one of those, like, is it fucking your man? I think it might be um, Mr. Armageddon. Michael Bay it is, yeah. It is Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he worked with him again after Armageddon, because he does not seem like he had a good time on that set. But it's like, but like Pearl Harbor is like, it's him, who's the, like, it's like a love triangle movie. It's him. Yeah, it's him, Kate Beckinsale. um, And Josh Hart. Oh, it's got Ice Cube in it? It has Cuba Gooding Jr. Is that not? That's an Ice Shit, Cube. what's Ice Cube's real name? I don't know. Because I, I remember... I just call him Ice Cube. 
Oh, no, sorry. Ice Cube is O'Shea Jackson Sr. Okay. But I was thinking of O'Shea Jackson Jr. Junior. Who plays him I mean, in... Straight yeah. out of Compton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Pearl Harbor is meant to be one of those, like, career suicide movies. Yeah, I've... Yeah. Then it's Stolen Summer, Changing Lanes, The Sum of All Fears, which is meant to be a big movie. Uh-huh. The Third Wheel. Yeah. Which is also the produ- executive mm-hmm. producer. We're getting up to one I'm very interested uh, soon. The Speakeasy, never heard of it. Yeah, Third Wheel as well. Yes. Third yeah. Wheel, yeah. There's a lot of movies that yeah. you've never He's, heard. He produced a couple of these. So he produced Stolen Summer, he produced uh, Speakeasy and Battle of Shaker Heights. And then I would say 2003 is potentially the worst year of his career. Easily. Yeah. This killed his career. Yeah. Because then he has Daredevil and Jiggly. Uh, Jiggly? Jiggly. Jiggly. Which also had him... Had... Sorry. how he met... He like left Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. to get with Jennifer Lopez on the, the set of this movie. This cast is kind of stacked though. It's meant to ben be Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, Justin Bartha, who I don't know, Al Pacino, yeah. Christopher Walken, and Lainey Kazan, who I also don't know. But it's one of those movies that is like career, like 2003 kills his career. Oh, this is the guy from The Hangover. Sure. Okay, like it. It is one of those, like, I think, and when you compare it to what Matt's been doing. And like Matt yeah, has like, like Matt's had Matt like Matt's done pretty horses and bagger vans in the meantime. I'm not mm-hmm. saying Matt has a glossoming career, but he's but done he's born, on the up and up. He's done like, Born, he's done Oceans, he's done Ripley. Yeah. He's done a lot he's done Saving Private Ryan. He's done a lot he's he's a lot of some of his better movies under his belt between now and Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Where yeah, I don't yeah. think anything here you're not like this is like a Ben Affleck classic. Yeah. Like, the third wheel he's good in, but I would say he's a supporting that I wouldn't say he's the lead. No, he's definitely not. Yeah. Uh, like, he's in cutaway scenes in the fucking apartment. He's not, like, he's not the main character. Yeah. Which, and then I think it's interesting, you then start to see him doing a lot more. He starts to kind of doing directing a bit more. And yeah. writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's really, he's really great. I think Ben Affleck's probably a better director than he is an actor. I think all his... Mo- I would agree. Yeah. I would definitely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, his next film after Jersey Girl is the director's cut of Electra. Yeah. Which, Jesus Christ. And like, then he, he doesn't... Like, Gone Baby Gone, he directed. And that's good. Casey's in that. Mm. Um, like, he's in nothing kind of, like, amazing until Argo. Argo, yeah. I feel like, is his... Gone Girl. Gone Girl's, like, later, is it not? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Gone Girl is, yeah, two years later. Yeah. Um... Like oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What? Hang on. 2006, he was in Clerks 2 as, as a gawking ca- guy. But that's what I mean. Like, I think that's why Ben Affleck has the, the Ben Affleck kind of reputation. Yeah. Now, I will say, he was not doing very well in the early 2000s. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. This wanna... was when he was having a lot of trouble with, like, alcoholism and, and addiction stuff, right? and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you know, maybe that's... And you know what's, you know what's kind of, like terrifying what is that uh batman versus superman is back huh he's back into it oh really yeah he relapsed with alcohol around batman versus superman god yeah i think he just doesn't handle the pressures of being famous very well sure yeah um which is like i say it's nightmarish he seems to be doing a lot better now so funny he left the golden globes (laughs) red carpet to go hang out with matt (laughs) hmm which, and that works for him. Honestly, if my bestie was at the Golden Globes. So you leave your wife? Yeah. <laughs> for the boys? <laughs> nah. I think it's just so funny because Matt's talking to his wife and he's appearing. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're both like, just ah! like comes up. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jersey Girl. Yeah. I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about Matt, uh, Ben Affleck a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't really done a deep dive on him yet. No, and I think it's interesting because I think their personas are tied in together. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Like, talking about the peaks and valleys of actors' careers, like, we've we've passed the first peak of Matt. Ben's career. As well. And he doesn't have another one for a very long like, time. Like, I say, between Goodwill and Argo... I know this from like talking to family members. Yeah. There was like, he, Ben Affleck had the reputation of he became a star because Matt Damon put his credit on a, the screenplay and then whatever. Now, I don't agree with that. but I, I don't either, yeah. I, I think he's a genuinely really talented screenwriter and mm-hmm. stuff. But I could understand before he starts directing and screenwriting proper why people might think that he's like... I just realised that he wrote uh, The Last Duel. I yeah. am far more excited for The Last Duel than I was. Yeah. Matt also wrote The Last Duel. They wrote it oh, together. Really? Yeah. It's the first movie they did together in like... Damn, I didn't this. know that. Yeah. We're not going to see Ben for a very... This is our last Ben oh, yeah. We're not, movie yeah, we're not until The see... Last Duel. We're not seeing him. That's why another... Yeah, movie... shit, you're right. That's why it was like, I kind of want to talk about Ben a little bit. Mm. Because we're not seeing Ben for a very long time. Yeah, he's going to be off in... Um, because I think... In DCEU hell for a while. Well, just in his own hell. Yeah. But I think that's... He kind of... I wouldn't be surprised if he made a choice to be like, I need to get away from do being in Matt's shadow a little bit. Yeah, and kind yeah, of, absolutely. Yeah. Which, like, you know... Fair, yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying Matt Damon has a glistening career. But <laughs> I could say up up to a point he has a far more prestigious one than Ben Affleck does. Up to like this time in Up to Argo, I would say. Yeah, I guess he is but I think Ben then Matt comes back swinging with the Martian. No, I mean like Matt's career is like far better until like twenty twelve. Exactly, yeah. yeah, and then and then Ben starts making his comeback. Yeah. He has a little bit of a wobble with the whole Batman thing, but uh, yeah, Air is allegedly very good. I really so. enjoyed Air. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's so. fun. They're both good in it. It's nice to see them working together. Mm. I think they bring out the best yeah, in each I'm, other. Yeah, I'm very glad that they're still friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. It's nice. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, guys. We had to do yeah. some Benny Boy chats. That's, that's uh, that on the, the fucking Golden Globes thing. That's going to be us in 20... Um... 2040? No, later than that, uh, 2050, uh, when we're on season 50. <laughs> Fuck. About, uh, fucking... Call Maskell. Uh, <laughs> Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk. <laughs> God. It is horrifying to think, because we, uh, before we get into talking about Jersey Girl, because yeah. I'm, like, psyching myself up to talk about Jersey Girl, Sean and I are going to disagree a lot about this movie, yeah. I think. Um, I think we are. Uh, we, I know we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're <laughs> We don't like fighting. I'm not going to fight. No, I think we fight. just have strong, yeah. we just different opinions. I just really liked this movie. Oh, I, maybe just because I had a head injury. This, I was just heartwarmed by this film. I just think you shouldn't be mean to a baby. Yeah, I think we should also both mute that Discord server. Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. Um, Starring Ben, Liv, George, Child. Jennifer. Jenny from the block. She used to have a little, so, now she has a lot. <laughs> Uh, she don't got nothing to miss. 
Um, this film is about Ben Affleck's character. Um, who at 27 years old realizes uh, he needs to settle down. And maybe that was the first bit of antagonism this movie did to me. <laughs> uh, sorry, let me just get the, the Wikipedia up so I get all the character names. Because it's it's Ollie Trinke. Ollie Trinke. 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 It confused me because that's drink in German. Yeah. He is a music producer. He's No, he's a music publicist. Publicist, sorry. And he realizes he needs to kind of settle down, start a family. Yeah. How's that go? Um, well, you know he has a kid. Yeah. Because you see the first scene of the movie, the thing was very cute, the kids reading their essays. Yes, that was yes, great. The first really scene of the movie that. is yeah. these kids like yeah, in yeah. Catholic school reading their essays. Dude talking about his dad was a Bush voter. Like, no, he's a Bush man. A Bush a, man. A double entendre. You see Kevin Smith is a, a classy, um, multi-layered writer. We're getting near to the Obama years. No, we're still like four years away from that, Term right? Term two, baby! <laughs> Wait, what? Term two of Bush. Oh, term two of Bush. Sorry, I thought you meant term two of Obama. And I was like, no, no. That's, not for, <laughs> that's not for a while, bud. That's eight years away. Yeah. That's how ta- democracy works. Yeah. But yeah, you, Ollie, how do you describe Ollie Trinket as a character? He's just a bit of a smarmy dickhead. He really is, yeah. yeah. He's the kind of person who I could definitely imagine thriving as a like publicist a music publicist uh, music in 1994 yeah where he's he's very cutthroat I think you could say I say he's the worst boss oh yeah he must be yeah yeah when he meets this girl she's a as... uh, she's a like book publicist yeah or she does a, she's a book editor I think like she's also yes, in that's kind it. of a big yeah, yeah. media trade yeah yeah played by his now wife hmm Wait, you mean he met the girl in the movie and he also met the girl out of the movie? This is after they had ended their engagement, Sean. Oh, really? This is why I was giggling. Damn. Okay. So this is what I meant. They met on that Geely movie or whatever. Or sorry, they were... I think he was like dating Gwyneth Paltrow. He met Gwyneth Paltrow in Shakespeare in Love, like the movie after... I I have to say... Yeah. uh, Beneth is a very good ship name. The early late nineties like shipping drama between all the the like, yeah yeah uh, listen modern celebrities you the, need to catch the fuck up it was Benifer right that's uh, is that uh, that's Brad Pitt and Jennifer Brad Pitt was like engaged why was Jen- why is Benifer not Ben and Jennifer <laughs> they were were they I don't think they were together. I know Brangelina was because no he left he like cheated on. Jennifer Aniston with Angelina Jolie. Sean's, Sean's third eye is opening. I feel like I've gotten some of these Treads. things mixed. Yeah, some of these like... So both Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck went, went da- dated Jen- Jennifer Lopez. No, they both dated Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they split off in their own way. Yeah, okay. Jennifer, maybe it's Jennifer Garner and mm. uh, Brad Pitt. Not Brad Pitt, fucking. Ben I'm just gonna Google Bannifer. Sorry, um, folks. I'll cut a lot of this out. Uh, um, Bannifer. Bannifer divorced 2023. Yeah. Bannifer is a name given. Yeah, it is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, they were like met on another movie, had gotten engaged, and like they've said now that basically Ben Affleck could not handle. Being Jennifer Lopez's husband. Yeah. Which is, especially in like early 2000s when she was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they... uh, They reconnected uh, in 2020. They got married. Yeah. 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 There's uh, all these rumours that Matt Damon hates Jennifer Lopez. There's all these rumours that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are... They're just in like... Having a little thing. 
Listen, two men can be like platonic soulmates. Yes, they can. And it doesn't have to be gay unless they really want it to be. If and I, I, think... <laughs> I feel like if they wanted it to be, we would have known explicitly long before now. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, they're just too straight is the thing. Yeah, like they, they're... And they've both been in the spotlight for so long that yeah. it's not possible that it would have... They have so many kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a thing of they, if they... If it was a, like a thing... Yeah. Like, they also just strike me as the type of people they would have come out as like a political statement to be like, stop being homophobic, you fucking dickheads, we're gay. <laughs> like, they're not the subtlest of boys. JM Silent Bob release and they're like, hey, hey. we're free to sing. <laughs> Um, I mean, this is the movie where uh, Kevin Smith discovers bisexuality exists. Hey, bye-bye. We'll get to bye-bye, yeah. guys. But yeah, I think one of the biggest issues I have with this movie is yeah. Ollie is such a prick. And Ben Affleck plays Ollie as such a prick so well. Yeah. That maybe I'm like, it's just as what Ben... I think a bit of me is like, when does Ben end and Ollie begin? Because I know Ben is actually a good guy. Yeah, ben, everything I've seen of Ben in like behind the scenes interviews and stuff which I know is going to be like curated by his yeah. publicist or whatever but he does seem like a genuine dude but it's just something about it I'm like I just buy the it's like how you buy the Matthew McConaughey as an actual crazy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know yeah. that kind of way yeah You're like, he dude, just seems like it he just seems remember like when it. he showed up at the game awards Matthew McConaughey Matthew McConaughey was at the game awards good <laughs> good yeah. um, alright I love Matthew McConaughey I'm so yeah. The, the Matthew McConaughey hype train I'm going to be conducting when we get to the Interstellar episode. Oh, yeah. That's not for a long time, but... I know. It's going to be really quickly. We're going to go up into space and come back down. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Uh, the trip that we've been saying that we're going on this we're weekend... Going we're, we're, going, we're, <laughs> we're going to the moon. We're going... We're going to the moon. Not because it's easy, <laughs> because it's hard. We're... <laughs> We're going into space so that time dilation means we can record a fuck ton of episodes up there and it'll be like two minutes down here. That would be worse. We need to go the other way. Wait, what? Shit. Um, but yeah, Ben meets Jennifer. They get engaged. Mm-hmm. They get married. They Or before they get married, they go back to New Jersey where Ben's from. Yeah, and they meet his dad. I love George Carlin. George Car- Carlin's great oh, George Carlin is such a good actor. He's such a funny guy. This, uh, this Real was his, this is his, earth, kind yeah. of. This is his last uh, appearance before he died. Yeah. Um, and he's fantastic he's in it. So I th- good. I think he is the best actor in this. I think he's yeah. the best part of this. I movie. think if you if George Carlin's not in this movie, this movie is actively bad. This movie doesn't work without George Carlin. No, in it. Not you need you yeah. just you just he's just this kind of gruff older guy that like mm. Ben Affleck hates him so much in this movie as well, which is another thing. I'm like, you're such. He a doesn't t- though. He doesn't. I, at times you're he doesn't but it's like it's one of those you know you're watching a movie so you know by the end of it he's going to love his whole family yeah but it's like if it nah it's you wouldn't understand because you're not a man Um, okay no no genuinely that might be just like Jerry Uh, (laughs) but no there's there is that kind of like specific masculine relationship where you're like kind of um, very antagonistic towards each other where you deeply care about each other as yeah. well um i guess it's like there and maybe that is a part of it where it's like it's this concept of kind of like fatherhood and like masculinity yeah. that i just don't understand because i am not like a dude yeah. you know yeah. it's like how interstellar fucks me up because it's about a precocious younger daughter <laughs> wait a precocious younger daughter just like in jersey girl she's an only child 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jersey Girl. Yeah, uh, the central. His, his, I really like actually his wife's relationship with George Carlin. I think it's really sweet. I do too. Where yeah. she's like, "Why are you such a fucking dickhead to your dad?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like when they're when they they go to the bar. Yeah, and like George Carlin's like, "Wait, she's she's cool." Actually, <laughs> I <laughs> thought she, that was really good. Yeah, I think it's like, I. It's a thing with this movie. This movie's like an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think, weirdly, I think it could be like a little longer. I do too, yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. it feels... There's kind of two halves of this movie. Mm. So the first I say about 45 minutes are him meeting his wife and then having the kid. Mm. And then there's about 25 minutes after like the wife has died. Uh, the wife dies. The wife dies. She, she has she a brain has, aneurysm. Yeah, she has an aneurysm during childbirth. Yeah. Where he's like... Very Hannah mean. said it was very funny, uh, which I disagree the with. I had, thought it was sad. The wife hadn't died when I sent that message. Oh, okay, sure. And she disappeared and I was like, funny dead wife. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, no, the scene. Fair enough, juice, juice to Jennifer Lopez. Like, she sells it. She's she does really good sell it really it, yeah. well. She's, she's very, very good in this film. She's yeah. very good. She's, she's like, way better than Liv Tyler is. Yeah, poor Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler is the worst part of this film. There's no need for that subplot. It's not even that there's no need for it. Like, I understand why it's there or whatever. It's just bad. No, but I mean, like, you don't need that character. You don't need any of that to happen, I don't think, in the movie. I think... I don't know. I I think it's an interesting thing to look at, like, him... Moving on. Yeah, moving on and finding love after the wife dies. And I think Ben Affleck's side of that relationship is really interesting. She's just so weird. She's... She's just so weird. She's not very good. Like, she's not a very good actress in it. She's great in other things. She's good in Armageddon. She's good in Lord of the Rings. They, oh, yeah, they fucking date in Armageddon. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have good chemistry in that. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. And like, just Bruce think... Willis is her dad and That's he's angry really about it and he's pissed off. Uh, yeah. I just think, I think her character is such a bad, badly written character. Yeah, I agree. I think, and it's I think just that's like, the only like, badly written part of the film. So I, I think, I don't think the movie is badly written. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you can kind of tell it's the first time Kevin is trying to do something that's not Jay and Silent Bob. This is, I think, the only Kevin Smith film that could possibly in any way be interpreted as Oscar bait. You think so? I think so. I don't know if it's Oscar bait. I think it is. I don't. Think I think so. this is the point in Kevin Smith's career where he could have evolved from like the Jay and Silent Bob stuff. Yeah. But uh, as I believe this film didn't do very well, not to spoil the box office stuff at the end of this. Yeah. But I think this film is what kind of killed that and pushed him towards. I think it's just him trying to mature as a filmmaker. I do too. I and I, I and I think I think the fact that this film bombed means that like he didn't really you don't think so i mean i haven't seen any of his later films yeah so i don't know but, but I, from I, what i understand like after this he does clerks to he, he basically does sequels to the his other films and like he does tusk yoga hosers like that. yoga hosers yeah but i think the thing with it that like i think the issue i have with it is that like it's just it's weirdly balanced and I think, like, the actors... I think the actors do a lot of good for the movie. Sure. Like, I think if you don't have George Carlin, the kid actor... like The little, child actor's actually great. If she was bad, the I movie actually, would be awful. I actually think she is one of the better child actors I've seen. She's really good. I think... I agree with you with that. But I, that's what I mean. Like, I think... 
I think the actors are doing a lot for the movie. Mm. Where I think if you had yeah, like yeah. slightly worse actors, I don't think the script. Because you know sometimes you watch a movie and you're like this this script's great, the acting's just not great. Yeah. And sometimes you watch a movie and you're like this script is bad, but it has great actors like giving it like Saltbring for example. Richard E. Grant and Rosamund Pike are amazing in that movie, even yeah. though the script's not amazing, just because they're just such great actors. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a case here where the script's a little weak, but they're really selling it. Yeah, not like in Rebel Moon, where it's... Uh, bad, bad actors, bad, bad script. It's a bad script. Uh, there are very few actual actors they're in the models, film. models, aren't they? The, most of them are models, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie Hunnam from um, Sons of Anarchy is in it. How is he? Charlie Hunnam. He's he's playing his character from Sons of Anarchy. He's yeah. very good in Lost City of Z. I oh, really? Yeah, I, I like that one. I, 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 I quite like Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. I, I, I like. You've not seen Sons Pacific Rim. No, I haven't seen Pacific yeah. Rim. Yeah. I should watch Pacific Rim. But yeah, going back to the movie you're yes. actually here to talk about. Yeah. Um, uh, the wife dies of an aneurysm and uh, Ollie takes it badly. He does take it badly. I do think Ben portrays the like... Um, the breakdown? The, the breakdown... Well, I do too. I think he's great in this scene. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just my like inner maternal instinct. Mm-hmm. I don't think as a person you could be that mean to a baby. Maybe I'm wrong. The baby doesn't understand any of it. But he... no, see, the thing is, the the thing that he's actually doing is he is actively he's so grieving the fact that he is like his wife yeah. has died for this baby. Yeah, exactly. And he's ignoring the baby. Yeah, and like he is, he is actively distancing himself from the baby so that he can avoid trying to process his grief for his wife. I understand that's what the movie is doing. Yeah. It just feels like a weird thing for them to like go through all that and it's kind of a short period of the time as they're doing it. As well as when he is like doing this weird... Uh, no, I say weird. I enjoyed it. The Will Smith plot line of this I movie. love the Will Smith plot line so <laughs> much. Yes, yes. <laughs> so what happens is right he's like uh he's doing a press conference where his like will smith is supposed to show up he's been out of work for like a week yeah because his wife has died yeah he goes back to work and it's the first it's the first thing that he does and everybody in the office is like dude take take more time yeah like you're clearly not doing well he's like no no i can i can do this there, he's yeah. like throwing himself into his work so that he doesn't have to try and do this do this yeah and they're basically are doing like the fresh prince of bel-air will smith is giving away like no it's not even the fresh prince of bel-air it's before that started right no it's during it because he's like he's just some smock in a tv show because it, it's i think the tv show has just started let me google but it's about him um it, it's when will smith was doing like his music career with jazzy jeff no, because they make a point of saying it's eight years since that record came out. Because oh, Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel Air starts in nineteen ninety. Okay. So in this. So week, when is the beginning of this film set? So it's set. In, it starts in ninety four, but that's when he meets sure. Jennifer Lopez. So it's probably yeah. like ninety five, ninety six when, you know, because if the if the kids seven in two thousand and four, it's probably ninety eight, ninety seven. So like he sure. is Will he is Will Smith, like he has been Will Smith. For a while. He's but not no, started his film career. Yeah, no, but that's the 
thing, right? Is that he isn't Will. That's the joke, right? Is that he isn't Will Smith yet, and Matt or Ben Affleck. I'm gonna say Matt. Uh, you have uh, a Matt Damon part. Yeah, uh, Ben is like the whole way through, just like uh, this. This kid isn't gonna be anything. Like we're taking a risk on this guy. Like what the fuck? He's he's like some small time musician or whatever. I don't think so because like I think. Maybe it's the joke, but I'm so fucking film brain from doing this fucking podcast. Yeah. I think Will Smith's a bigger deal than he. Is. Do you know what it is? He's filming um, Bad Boys, or in, he's filming Independence Day. That's the whole joke. Because he's like doing a, he has a movie coming. Yeah, out no, this they mentioned they mentioned Independence Day. Yeah, so I think Day, it's like ninety five, yeah, yeah, ninety six yeah, yeah, yeah. when this. So whole... yeah, so Fresh Prince is a, is a thing, but like he's, all he isn't a like film fresh, star all the Fresh yet. Prince is like out by this stage. Yeah. Bad Boys is probably out or coming out around now in mm. in the universe of this movie. Yeah. So, but... Uh, but he goes like on stage in front of a bunch of reporters and like he has somebody like looking after the baby behind stage and the baby's crying and won't stop. I don't know why they made such a like the baby's shitting. That was just like... <laughs> yeah, the poo is funny. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just me having been around so many babies I'm i've like, been around babies i know but like a bit of me is just like oh no a baby <laughs> uh, that's what i mean when i see a baby and i see a baby be upset i get stressed out yeah fair so i think maybe it's just my inner maternal instinct so like the whole time in this movie when like <laughs> the baby is crying and he's being mean about the baby I didn't. I was like actively stressed. Yeah. I did not care for it. Yeah. I was like, be nice to my the baby. <laughs> <laughs> be nice to my baby. <laughs> baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, he like goes. So just, I wanna, he's like. <laughs> I want to shout out. They got a fucking fresh ass baby. Oh yeah, that that baby is new. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. It is such a new baby. Yeah. Like that, you see that baby in looks, movies and they're like nine months old. That's yeah, a squishy that baby. Ba- that baby looks weird. That baby's not fully formed yet. Um, <laughs> but they... Uh, yeah, he, he, like, goes backstage and gets the baby and then, like, brings the baby out and is clearly just, like, having a meltdown and starts just talking shit about Will, Will Smith, Smith and saying, like, he's not coming. Uh, who the f- Like, what the fuck are you all doing here for the Fresh Prince? He's never going to amount to anything. And it kills his career <laughs> because Independence Day comes out and Will Smith just fucking skyrockets. I think it's weirdly one of those things. He also shit talks everyone in the audience. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I don't know what it kill your career. Maybe, but I think <clears throat> I think the line of like, yeah, his wife just died. The fact that the fact that Will Smith, like one of the biggest film stars of that period, would simply refuse to work with this publication anymore because of this. I think would kill his career. Does he say I Maybe I missed that line. That's, that's mentioned that okay. uh, Will Smith refuses to work with him again after. Okay. Because he lost his shit at him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah, if I was a public... If I was Will Smith, right? Yeah. And I found out this man, his wife died like 10 days beforehand and he is on stage doing a rant about me holding his newborn. I'd be yeah. like, why the fuck did you let this man work in this day? <laughs> that would be my issue. Yeah. Like, okay, he insulted me, but he's obviously just not doing well. It's a very stressful job. Or actually, I don't know if it's that he, I don't know if it's that Will Smith does refuse to work with them again, but that is definitely the excuse that the... Um... Oh, he's fully black. Like, he's blacklisted. Yeah that's, yeah, that's the excuse they use for blacklisting him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he goes back to New Jersey. He goes back to live with George Carlin. He was living with George Carlin previously when the baby had been born. Yeah, and then they moved to New York. They were like, he was kind of, it was one of those things of he was like, 
I'm my dad can look after the baby because you get the impression yeah. like the baby's like a, a month old and he's still working. Yeah. So they lived in New York. They moved to New Jersey when the baby is born. Yeah, and then they like they lose the apartment and stuff in New Jersey. And yeah, they, like properly move because in. he loses his job. Yeah, yeah. George Carlin's so good to that baby. Oh, he is oh, George Carlin. He's such a like. Uh... He's such a nice man in it. Yeah, he was like George Carlin was part of my, like my childhood. Oh, because he's I... in Bill and Ted. Oh, really? Yeah, and I grew up those films. So maybe yeah. that's why you love this so much. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's just nice seeing him in it. And you're actually. like, I have, and it's a movie of him where he's a nice guy, and you haven't seen it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. I'm just like, this is a nice old man, and you're like, grandpa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I baby you're like grandpa (laughs) that may speak a lot to us personally but let's move past that let's move on from that one Uh. yeah Uh, but and then there's a big time jump so that's the first like 40 minutes of the movie yeah then we jump to when the kid is like 10 7 7 yeah that's how time works sure they make an insane late 11 joke at the start of this movie. Or at this point in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I genuinely was like, what the... Oh. So the kid, uh, kind of one of the main, like... Um, Running jokes? One of the main, like, not conflicts, but kind of stressors of this film is that the kid is going to have a, like, school talent show sure. thing where they're all doing songs from musicals. So there's a lot of musical references in this movie. One musical in particular. Two, I would say. Two? Well, there's Sweeney Todd. The the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yeah. And then, and then Meow Meow. Cats. Because at the point where this film is set, Cats had just, like, taken Broadway by storm. No, it closed. Had it closed? It it opened in the 80s. Damn. Uh, But everybody, everybody who is going to this talent show is doing Cats. That happens, but it's just, Ben Affleck says an insane line in this movie. I need you to understand, audience, this line. Yeah, because a really fun, I think, dynamic between Ben Affleck and the daughter is that the daughter is fascinated by um, Broadway and musicals. Yeah. And Ben Affleck, like, used to be well-off living in New York, so he... And in, like, the music industry. Yeah. Yeah. So he just could go to them all the time. So he has Um, opinions. But, like, she knows about them from things that other people tell her about them and things that he tells her about them, and it's really fun. And he's also, like, very... um, uh, he he's very kind of. You could tell he'd love Hamilton. Ooh, I don't know if he would like Hamilton. He, he would like, like Hamilton from a business perspective. He'd like the rapping in Hamilton. Sure. Because it's yeah. not just choir shit. Yeah, um, but he's also very kind of uh, like down to earth with the kid. Yeah. Uh, like he's a good dad. He's a good dad. Yeah. And like, you can tell that she has picked up a lot of vocabulary and stuff just from him using it all the yeah. time. It's very cute, I think. Uh, and like, he like corrects her on like her using big words wrong sometimes, which I thought was funny. Um, I, it's an interesting thing. Cause I think weirdly, a lot of this movie is like Ben Affleck and, um, like Kevin Smith, dealing with like they're about to become fathers i think kevin smith is a father at this point his I think, daughter I think is Harley... born in 1999 
Yeah, so, so Harley, daughter's... Harley Quinn is five at this point. I keep forgetting her name is Harley <laughs> Quinn. Honestly, pop culture fucked Kevin Smith over because Harley Quinn was like a deep cut when that happened. Really? Yeah, like Harley Quinn had been like in the animated series of Batman at that point, yeah. but hadn't been in the comics yet, I think. I, I really like the relationship between Ben Affleck and his daughter. I really like the relationship between... Ben Affleck and George Carlin. I really like the relationship between George Carlin and the daughter. Them as a little trio in the movie is so good. And that's what I meant when I said earlier, um, where you don't need to live Tyler's subplot because I think if it's like, I think you can have the same conflict, which is, but the kind of central conflict of the movie is Ben Affleck loses his wife. He has his daughter. He spends kind of the first act, so you say. Yeah, this. This is, I think we're in a second. The first act is him being like, okay, my wife's died. I need to, I need to learn to love this kid. And by the end of that, he learns to love the kid. You do the big jump forward, he loves the kid. Mm -hmm. The second act is him being like, my life's never going to go back to how it was before I had this kid. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's seven years later. And he's like, he's working with uh, George Carlin at this point. Um, Yeah. He's been working just kind of like these kind of like street streeper picking up garbage. Like like city maintenance, basically. Yeah. and uh, Liv Tyler is also there. This is what I mean. I think you don't need Liv Tyler in the movie to get to the same end point. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think you can cut that yeah. plot out. And like, but I'm, also I think it's kind of reductive to think about movies in terms of, oh, you can cut this bit out and it doesn't change anything. But I mean, I think the movie is better if you don't have that subplot. Uh, yeah, I think just because that subplot no, is... I, I think just because that subplot is bad. No, I don't, <laughs> I do, I don't mean it in a reductive... Yeah, like, yeah, I, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah, I just mean in like, I think it makes the movie actively worse. Yes, I do too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not having this in the film would probably be better than having it yeah, in the film. because... I do like that it means that we get to see... Um, Black uh, Ben? No. <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm Look, uh, look, all right. Him and Liv Tyler in the shower together was a good scene, I think. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I do like that it shows another kind of aspect of I, him I, and the daughter's relationship. In that, like, we see her go to the video shop and him bring her there, and like the movies that he wants her to see and stuff. I think the thing is with. I think what you said earlier of like it's an interesting dynamic for him as well to be yeah. like I think if it was good it would be I think it's one of those things of like it in the movie and it being good adds so much to the movie because it is a weird thing like it must be a really weird thing if you like are a widower and you have a small kid to like start to date again yeah especially because he's implied to be very like he's in his early 30s if not younger when yeah the wife dies I think Liv Tyler's character stalking him um yeah that was weird yeah Um, she's just such a weird character yeah like she's a like i don't know if she's a manic pixie dream girl she's something i think she probably is is she's definitely a weird sex fantasy yeah because her whole thing in the movie is like Uh, so this they is go where, to, this is where Bye to, Bye Guys comes yeah. in. They yeah. basically, they like have this whole thing where they go to the video store because she wants to watch, they, they're renting a movie together. We yeah, all which did, they do regularly, which is We all cute. did this in the early 2000s with our parents. We yeah. all went to the video store. He goes to rent porn, which, weird thing to do with your kid. Okay. Yeah. Then the movie acknowledges it's weird by having Liv Tyler, who's the woman who works at the video store, a costume for it. 
and yeah. kind of give him shit about it. And then the, as she, I think the comment that she makes is like, oh, you're here with your daughter. Does your wife know that you're looking at other options? Because he picks up a, like, male-on-male, or, like... He, I, he does it randomly, right? Yeah. He doesn't do it in, intentionally. I know, but the joke is he picks up male porn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she says it in four. Hey, at least it acknowledges bisexuality. Kevin learned. He got Kevin a lot learned, of letters. Yeah. Hey. some letters. Yeah. So then she starts ripping the shit into him. He's like, my wife's dead. And she's like, oh, I feel bad about it. Yeah. And, and, and is this the point she talks about the essay? I think it is the thesis. She mentions the she thesis. She mentions here. it here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you think it's just this weird scene that is like... Before this, another weird scene. Mm-hmm. Another scene I didn't like. Where the daughter and one of her friends... Yeah. Like, flash each other. Yeah. Didn't so like that. So is that the thing kids do? I don't believe it. I didn't do that. No, I did I. We were good Catholic at night show. No, it's something like weird that, yeah, didn't like it. It's set up for a joke later on. Completely. Where um, uh, like Ben Affleck like walks in on them doing it and he sits down with the boy and he's like, what are your intentions with my daughter? Yeah. Uh, and then he has a chat with... um. The daughter being like, that's only something married people do. Okay. And then uh, she does something silly later on. Like, yeah. Because fucking Liv Tyler comes to the house. Liv Tyler comes to the house because she's a grad student doing her thesis on porn. Yeah. And she's like... She wants to interview Ben Affleck about his porn use and also to apologize for, like... Making fun of the fact his wife's dead. Yeah. This scene is really awkward. I really didn't like it this. It just I really doesn't don't, work. Their relationship doesn't work because I, I don't know what it is about... I think Ben Affleck's performance in this is... F- on For this part, it's fine. But Liv Tyler is just... She's doing... Like, if you imagined a Manic Pixie Dream Girl voice, she's doing that. Liv Tyler... Like, I've not seen her in much stuff. She can be good. She's a good actress. Yeah. I just think she has no idea what to do with this character. Yeah, I think so too. Because yeah. this is a weird... Like, it's... it's that She works in a video store as a grad student. And she's, like, doing something on porn. She, like, meets a guy who she... Probably has seen before because he comes to the video store often. She cracks a joke. She's trying to flirt with him. Mm. And then realises he's dead. Interviews him. And during the interview, is like, I need to give you a mercy fuck. Yeah. 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 Like, it's just... And that all happens like, within five yeah. minutes. Because he's like, he hasn't slept with anybody in seven years. And she's just, like, okay, let's go fuck. Like, it's just, no person acts like this. And like, I think this character would work better if the actress was a bit more assertive and confident in her, in her portrayal of it. But Liv Tyler's voice that she's doing the whole time is so just kind of like... Oh. See, I think I'm such like she's Ar or however you say her name. Arwen. She's Arwen. I'm just like, that's not how Arwen would be. Like, I feel like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you almost, have you ever I, seen Almost her, Famous? No. Almost Famous, there's a, a girl, in the, 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 one of the main girls in Almost Famous is like, the character's called Penny Lane. She's played by. That's a, a good character. Yeah. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson at this time I can imagine playing this character if that makes sure. sense because she's this really like confident powerful and like you can imagine her just being this type of like person to be like oh I'm a grad student I'm doing this 
let's go and have sex. Yeah. Where I can't imagine, like, Arwen doing that. Yeah. You know? No, Liv Tyler's performance in this, the whole way through is very, like, low-key, very, what's the word? Subdued. Subdued, yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. And it just doesn't work for this character who's supposed to be very outgoing and And, like, everyone else is so high energy. Her being so low energy feels so weird. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you need, like, a good rom-com. Because it is, this is billed as a rom-com, so I'm judging it through that lens. It's definitely a comedy. There were a lot of parts that I found funny. Yeah. I don't think it's a rom-com. No. No, it's a family. it's, It's a comedy with romance in it. Yeah. But... You need, like, you need to feel like there's a good banter between the two love interests for it yeah, to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these two don't banter. Not at all. Because she's just such a weird character. Yeah. Yeah, they go... They go back to ho- his house. That's, they that's start, a weird... Yeah, they try and fuck in the shower. There's an ongoing joke in this movie where the daughter doesn't flush the toilet. Yeah, I forgot about that part, yeah. That's just... It, it's set up yeah. for this joke where she flushes the toilet when they're in the shower and the water gets hot. Uh, it's not get cold. Not hot. It's. I thought. I always thought. Because like it didn't work. It doesn't work like this in Ireland. It gets hot because all the cold water goes down the. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. That's why you scream. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I never understood that. I always thought it was because the water got really cold suddenly. No. Okay, that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, yeah. that does. Yeah, that does make sense. It's just not a thing that I had like. I. I know it's, it's a thing a, that I'd seen in movies and stuff, but never. It was a thing that always disappointed me because it's not a thing in Irish plumbing for some yeah. reason. So I was it's like, because, oh. yeah, because who'd have guessed it might be a good idea to keep your toilet water and the water that you use to clean yourself separate. It's all the same water, buddy. I don't want the shitter water going onto my you body. You know, it's not shitter. It, it hasn't become shitter water when it gets into the like. I don't trust the pipes to work that way. <laughs> I think I don't I let's move on we're not plumbers yeah. um but yeah they get together and then like the daughter walks in on them in the shower fucking they're um, a couple they're they kind of become a couple yeah they're, actually, they're not a the, couple at this stage they're like oh it was a moment of craziness and then yeah. they become a couple it's weird they become a couple because of the daughter kind of yeah it's weird uh, the daughter sits down with Liv Tyler and has the big like what are your intentions with my dad chat which I thought was funny yeah and then she's like you were showing each other your private parts. Only married people do that. So you're going to get married, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I guess the weird cringiness with the, like, the child to set up that joke. You'll get one, you get one brownie point, Kevin. Um, <laughs> just one. Yeah. Then, like, I'm trying to think what happens next. Because I feel like the next There's bit, the bit with, uh... They go into New York. Before that, there is... Ben Affleck working with George Carlin and talking to the people about the... Uh, the plumbing? Yeah, the plumbing changes that need to block off a road. I kind of wish because there was a bit... This, yeah. Because this is when he kind of gets his groove back. Yeah. Because... Oh, we also... Uh, two of George Carlin's, like, co-workers Buddies. just kind of hang around the house all the time and the daughter calls them her uncles. And and he's it's like, very, no. It's very cute. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, it's Ben's really not, doesn't care for it. Ben doesn't I care do. for it, but he does by the end, he though. Does. And there's a part where they need to, like, shut down a street to, like, fix some plumbing lines or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, last time we did this, there was fucking uproar. We we need somebody to be the face of this and to, like, sit down and talk to people. And Ben Affleck's like, yeah, what are you talking about? It's going to block, like, maybe three cars a day or something and then 
hard cut to like a full town hall <laughs> like incensed at him i thought that was really funny that was good yeah. Ob- like obvious but good yeah um uh, and then he, he like talks him down yeah and you can see it in him that he's like getting his group back his, for his like his back. like publicist job yeah. you know yeah and then they go i'm trying to think what point i think before that they go into new york because he promises her to bring her to a play yes because she's like i want to see cats so they go to see sweeney todd instead yeah because cats is over yeah a little did they know return <laughs> cats 2019 let's go you just know that kid was so into cats 2019 oh yeah 100 percent. she was one of the uh two women who were in the cinema when me and the boys went to see it the first time the, re- <laughs> the first time we went to see it we went this for like is, this is this is the story i think it, it is was it you who did i know that someone like orgasms during cats not me what Excuse me? I'm sorry. I want to make it clear I have no involvement in that at all. No, when I went to see... Maybe it wasn't cats. There was, some, there was something that I heard about that like someone like came with the raw, the raw force of the movie being there. What I, the fuck I don't, are I don't, you talking about? I don't want to Google it. something I saw on Twitter. I don't want to Google it. I'm not Googling it. I have no involvement. When I went, when I went to see Cats, uh, it was me and the boys. We went for like two pints before it. It was at like nine o'clock on a Thursday, so there was nobody else there. And these two ladies, except two women who were really into Cats, and they were they were on our side by the end. They were laughing at that shit. It was great. Yeah, I got to see Sweeney Todd instead. A a musical not appropriate for a small child. Good. A little bit of cannibalism is all right. I think the murder is worse than the cannibalism. I don't know what you mean. The day when Barbara flees the street. <laughs> I, again, I know nothing about Sweeney Todd except for that um, the girls' school in my town did, like, they would do, like, a variety show oh, every God. year. Like the, the talent show uh, at the end of this movie. Pretty much, yeah. But what it was was they would do different songs from different musicals. And okay. one year, one year they, oh, my God. Holy shit, I've just unlocked it. One year, five people did Memory by Cat. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. no. One year, they did both Cat and Sweeney Todd. The demon button. Holy shit. I've just been flashed back to when I was like 14. You just had the ratatouille eating the... Like the exactly, the, yeah, yeah, you yeah, your, yeah. You just ate your ratatouille. Yeah, I didn't. Ugh, I've never eaten a rat. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Would you eat some vegetables? No. There's Why no, would I do that? They're good for you. <laughs> they make you live longer. <laughs> so you can smoke more. Hey, now we're done. <laughs> Your vegetables so you can smoke more yeah. is the best argument I've ever heard. I'm trying to think, like... Cause he it, meets one of his old uh, work buddies. He, in so he asked him to meet. Yeah. After he kind of gets his groove back. And yeah. it's Mr. American Pie, his assistant in... And he's like, okay, I'll set you up. They meet at the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. So he's doing kind of like a... We didn't talk about math scene. Oh, yeah, math scene. (laughs) Yeah, this is when he's getting his groove back. It's before he gets his groove back. He does an interview. Yeah, he goes... It's when the kid's still a baby, right? No, it's before... After the kid's a baby. Yeah, because he's doing loads of interviews to try and get back into the publishing business. So he's... He does an interview with Jason Lee. Jason Lee and Matt Damon. Damon, And Matt Damon's growing his hair out. Oh, Matt Damon's growing his hair back. Because he's kind of bald in Born Ultimatum. 
Okay. He is fully bald in Eurotrip. He's fully bald in Eurotrip. Yeah. So, I, because I, I imagine, like, this is an easy movie for him to do. This comes out in March 2004. Eurotrip so, came out er, around this time. Is it Brothers Grimm next? No, it's Born. Is it Born? Oh, it's Born Supremacy next. Yeah. Born Alt. Because it's... I thought it was Born Ultimatum next. Maybe it's Supremacy. No, it's Supremacy next. Then yeah. Ocean's 12. Then the Brothers Grimm. Because the Brothers Grimm was the one that I thought that he shaved his head for. I thought it was... It's but also... we discovered later on that he shaved his head for for Euro trip and then had to wear a wig in Brothers Grimm because of that. Yeah. Brothers, I'm scared for Brothers Grimm. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm going to be so sad to see Heath. It's, from my understanding of Brothers Grimm, it's one of those like, oh, what if we took a fairy tale and made it edgy movies that I love. The they're playing the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, back to yeah, this the, movie. So the, the scene, seen, the scene Matt's in Matt, fucking two minutes of this fucking movie. He's great in it, though. It's really funny because they're having, uh, they're interviewing him, and they're like, "Oh, you're you're Oliver Trinket." <laughs> they make a bet. Um, yeah, yeah. They made a bet if it was actually him or not. Um, and Matt's like, "You're like a fucking legend around here, dude. Like everybody wishes they could have done what you did. Yeah. You know, everybody always wants to talk shit about a client, and then you went and did it in public." Um, and then it's just like, oh, so... Can I have a job? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> John, I, I gotta say this about Matt Damon. Yeah. He's great executive teeth. Like, he looks like he has, like, that, like, really pretty white, like, salesman yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah, true. You yeah. looked at me like I was a crazy woman. Yeah, I had... Then. You just referred to them as executive teeth. So yeah. I didn't really get what you were talking about for a second I'm, there. Like, you could see him in, like... Or, like, politician teeth. Like, you could see yeah, a picture yeah, yeah, of Matt yeah. Damon being like... He would be a Republican. He's a Democrat. <laughs> no, but he's like... He's a Democrat. But he looks like a Republican politician. I don't know. He looks too Irish. I mean, we did just have them riots. He looks too Irish-American. <laughs> They're also pretty yeah, much true. Uh... Listen, let's not uh, condone politics. Fuck the alt-right. All my homies hate the Nazis. All them people who are burning out buildings out here. Fuck off. The Lewis is my best friend. Sorry, Sean. I do love the Lewis. <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> I'm Cade <Kid> Stardella. <laughs> Beep. That was where I was. Beep. <laughs> oh, we're in the loopy zone. Yeah, we're, we're past two, two hours, hours and we're, we're losing it over here. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad my first interview tomorrow got cancelled. Yeah, but he goes and does the inter- like. He bit, we've kind of jumped around a bit in this movie, but that's, yeah. that's, the movie's, a, like, it, it's not like yeah. this happens and this happens, you kind of can jump around, but the main thing happens is he gets the interview, they're kind of uh, practicing for the musical, so, like, the whole musical mm. is the, like... It's, like, parent and child musical. Yeah. so he's, like, it's him, so it's, it's Ben, him. George, the kid, and the two uncles, and then Liv Tyler joins as well. Yeah. So they're all kind of practicing. It's very cute. Yeah, the intention is for Ben to be the main guy, for the three, the two uncles and George Carlin to be like side characters, and for Liv Tyler to be like doing the intro, basically. She's playing the little boy. Exactly, yeah. A little boy, uh, Governor. That, but that's Sweeney Todd murder. <laughs> I haven't seen Sweeney Todd. I haven't either. It turns out, I've seen one song from it. What, what's it called in this? I don't remember. That's good. That's all I remember. <laughs> they were clinking their glasses. I'm sure it is called That's Good. I think it is called That's Good. <laughs> it's, it's something along those lines, but it's it's not that good. Um, 
Let me let me find I think it's something like it's something it's it is it's three like, words. I'm missing a word. Sweeney Todd songs. Uh oh, this is the fucking Johnny Depp one. God that's good. God, God that's good. Yeah. I was I was You're yeah, actually you know what you're a lot closer than I I I'll give you credit for that. Thank you. I? You're uh, correct. I didn't want to refer to God. <laughs> I joke. Um, uh, but yeah, but the, the, it, the, the next conflict we kind of get to is, is he gets an interview in this for a new job. In, from in New York, and it's on the day of the sure. musical. But even before we get to the musical, he's being like, we're going to have a new life in New York, and we yeah. can go to all these places. And the daughter is unhappy. Yeah, she does not want to leave New Jersey. She's like, I'm going to school, all my friends are here, the video store is here. Like, grandpa's here, we're gonna have to leave him. There's a point that Ben Affleck makes of, like, your granddad's sick, like, sick of living with us. And he just kind of goes, like, no, I'm not, I don't want to die alone. That's, that's it. That's, that's the part that I was, like, so, like, oh, George, I love you. Because it's him saying that, like, um, he's not afraid of losing Ben and the daughter. He's yes. afraid of dying alone. Because he's been a widower for a long time. Yeah. You kind of get the vibe that Ben did not visit his father often. And yeah. then... Which, like, New Jersey is very close and like, to fucking New York. And even then, like, you can even see it in him between when the wife meets him for the first time. And he's very, like, cranky and very, um... Very isolated, clearly. Yeah. Because that's also the point where he really becomes friends with the two uncles. Yeah. Uh, and like just having the family around like is it's a big deal it for helps, like older it helps people. him so much yeah uh, and he's really angry at Ben for for but like I think it is a thing of like it must be weird if you're Ben Affleck I can understand why Ben Affleck in the movie is like I want to get yeah me a too new, another a new and I think there's a happy compromise somewhere in the middle where it's like, okay, it's not the publisher, like publish, like publicist jobs, but it's not. It's something not in the blue, New Jersey, or you know? like not the blue, like an office job, because yeah. like I did have the thought of like this is 2004, recession's like yeah. four years away. Also, probably uh, the the music publishing industry is gonna be in an interesting place in a couple of years after yeah. this. But I can like, but like I do find it a little unbelievable in the film. And maybe it's like, oh, but he never went to any other jobs. That he, like, in the seven years, he's not found a job that is not, like, being, like, a street sweeper and stuff. If he was that qualified. I understand he's but, black- like, the blacklist. Thi- I know that's what the movie's about, but, like... But, no, the thing is that I think he wasn't looking for any jobs no, other why, than I, music that, publishing, that's, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like he's... I guess he's not practical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. He's a human. I think it's more human after like four years he'd be like fuck it I'm just gonna get a shitty office job for like he did that he started working sweeping the streets I guess that isn't the streets are his commute yeah I don't know but but he goes to New York to do the interview and who does he meet in the waiting room Will Smith this bagger Vance Van. himself that was my comment as well <laughs> I did not know Will was in this movie I didn't either I, it was I was I shocked thought, I, I fully didn't think Kevin would be able to get him in for this because I, I, thought, I thought it was just going to be a running joke throughout the whole thing and it's so good because like I like to think it was Matt's doing oh it must have been yeah because yeah. like um <laughs> then realizes like, it's Will Smith's it's at the Will. height of his career at this yeah. stage. Yeah, like 
he, fucking Ben realizes it's Will in the waiting room. He's like, oh, uh, you're, you've got that robot movie coming up, right? Good luck with that. And it's iRobot. Um, I think this conversation where it's Ben Affleck and Will Smith talking about being fathers is, is really fantastic. Sweet. It's really good. Because, like, yeah. Will Smith has been a dad for, like, ten years. Will Smith stage. has no idea who this man is. No, Will, Will Smith has no idea who Sam Stein, like, the meta context of, like, I think Ben Affleck was, like, about to have his first kid. And Will yeah. Smith's, like, been a father for a few years. It's just a really nice scene. Yeah. And, like, it do, I am, I would not be surprised out a bit if this was improv. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. yeah. It feels um, improv when him talking about Jaden and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Weird for him yeah. to see him being, like, <laughs> I'm so sad when I leave the house and I leave my boy behind. And I'm like, ha. Ah. <laughs> After Ursa. <laughs> the Ursa. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a really nice scene where um, he meets Will Smith and they talk about fatherhood. Yeah. And... Oh. Movie. You do really like this <laughs> I really... Movie. You know, I, I, I liked it when I watched it yesterday. The more I'm talking about it, the more I'm liking it. Yeah. I didn't love it, but yeah. I don't think it's like... A terrible movie. Yeah. You yeah. know? I think it's just clunky in places. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah. And then there is this, like, race, race against time. Where he is back. trying to get back in time to get back for the musical. And, and we see, we see a couple cats. of cats' performances. <laughs> and he gets back. And, like, yeah. I did see a comment when I was, like, looking at the letterbox before I watched this just to check the running order. Yeah. And it was a review being, like, her face when she realizes he gets there is, like, the best thing in cinema. Oh, it's so It's adorable. She's it so... Because what happens is she's expecting the... Granddad. Uh, granddad to be in as her, like, duet partner or whatever. And Ben Affleck gets there just as he's about to go out and yeah. gets the, like, thing on. And he runs out and surprises her because she, he's, like... At the, at, there's a point in the song where someone's like whistling to try and get Sweeney Todd's attention. No, that's he's Sweeney Todd. He's Sweeney Todd. Okay. She's Mrs. Oh, she's Helena Bonham Carter in the movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mrs. Lovitz. Sure. Uh, he's like whistling to get her attention, and she's like, "What? Who's that?" Uh, and like looking away, and then she like turns around and sees that it's him, and it's ah. Oh. I will say a funny thing. Terrible musical number. Oh yeah, it's yeah. So it's, a, it's a terrible song. Uh, the uncles are wa- great in it. I think when you watch it in the musical, it's good. When it's like sure. professionally trained, and you don't have like a bunch of um, Americans being like, "All right, governor." Well, yeah, but it's also supposed to be like a school. Uh, I know. production, so I was um, willing to be like, "Yeah, it's probably supposed to be not great." I think that's the intention. Uh, the two think- uncles are in it as well as like side characters, and they're fun. I knew the the uncles are good. They're, they're great. They're yeah, very, I they're, really like them. Yeah. Another thing is that that pipeline that he was um, helping dig up mm-hmm. caused some ruckus. Cause oh they... yeah, he gets stuck on the blocked road. <laughs> yeah, and then the movie kind of ends where they're like in a bar and he's been like, yeah, I'm going to date Liv Tyler. It's the same bar that uh, he brought the wife He brought the wife to to meet his dad for the first time. It ends with kind of him being like, I'm happy with my, I like this little life. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And a bit that made me genuinely like, Mm-hmm. The dedication. Oh Aww. yeah, to Kevin. It's dedicated to Kevin Smith's dad, who died, who like, died like a year before yeah. it or something. Oh, and it's George Carlin's last film. Oh, oh. I like this movie a lot, gang. 
America didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um... Before I, we do the box office, yeah. do you have anything last things to say before we do the... In... I, I actually... Don't think... I think I've said everything. I like this film. Yeah. We'll, we'll, rec- we'll talk about it one, once more when we do the, the listing, probably. Yeah. But this movie costs like 35 mil to make? 33, I believe. And it made... 34 or 35 like it just it barely just, made it it's one back. of those like it's a bomb but it made its budget back yeah it, it cost it 35 made it, it made 35.5 okay yeah yeah so it, it made it made its budget back but because of like hollywood accounting it didn't actually because you always double it for marketing or whatever yeah there's something crazy like there's some movie that made like 500 million that still hasn't made its budget back according Damn. yeah it's probably one of the fucking shitty mcu ones but like no but i mean like but it definitely has but they've lied and said like oh it still didn't like yeah because that's the thing with the hollywood like all yeah the, it's all money laundering yeah like. it is though that, that the studios are due for a, a mini crash i think i think they're it's they're, about fucking time i think they're about to have one thank god the mcu is dying i want disney to lose the mouse they're not going to for a Steve very but long Willie time. fucking is in public domain now. Yeah, but you know that they're going to defend anything that isn't within the very strict limitations of that with their fucking life. Oh, I know, but like, turns out you can use a lot of Mickey Mouse <laughs> on a lot of things now. Yeah? Yeah. Turns out copyright, maybe, maybe letting things go into the public domain is a good thing. Yeah. Um, box office, 2004. When in 2004? March 26th to April 1st. Uh, a couple days before or after my birthday. Yeah. Um, There's a movie you would definitely, so top, your number one movie you definitely would have seen. Okay. Can you give me any hints? Uh, live action kids movie. Uh, Spy Kids? Nope. No, uh, you didn't. Any, anything about actors or such in it? Actors or such. Um, one of the, the, two of the leads in this are married. Okay. Like married now or were married at the time? Married now and married at the time. Met doing this movie. Met doing this movie? Well, this series. This series? Live action kids. Is it a Harry Potter? Nope. Uh, it's a series? Yeah. Uh, how long? Two. Only two? Only two. Is this first or second? Second. A genre. Like kids movie but like... Action comedy. Fuck. I'm gonna I'm gonna need a little bit more here. Adaptation. Of a book. Cartoon. A cart Inspector Gadget? No. Maybe you haven't seen it. I'd be very surprised if you haven't seen this. See, I feel like I could get it, but I I don't have enough information quite yet. Married couple in it as the stars, right? As the main characters. Yeah, some of the main characters. Because you know there's a there's a a big kids movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um would they be in anything else that I know? Yeah. The lead actress is very, very famous. She's probably more famous than her husband. Big 90s series. Cartoon series? No, like a live action series. Wait, 90s live action series. So the first one was in the 90s. So the actress yeah. is known for a separate media franchise, which is a big action oh, series. okay. A big live action action series. And then this is like a movie she's done. Where she's met her husband doing the series. I don't fucking know. Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. No way! <laughs> Damn! Daphne and Fred are married. Really? Yeah, they've been married 
played some Scooby Doo one. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Oh, I thought that you knew. I thought you would know Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. were married. I, di- I didn't. No, yeah. I should have, but yeah. I didn't. I think it's cute. They're married. Yeah, it is. That yeah. is cute. Yeah. Uh, number two. Passion of the Christ. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Apparently, uh, Scorsese is starting working on this Jesus movie. It's mostly set in the modern day, which I'm intrigued by. Have you ever seen Silence? That was his other Jesus movie. He the did. Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. No, I haven't. I've been meaning to though. I saw it in the iFi. It's good. Nice. Shout out to the iFi. Oh, you're not going to get number three. No, no, not at all. Uh, Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks bomb. Ended his miracle run. Oh no. Don't the know. Lady Killers. I've yeah, never heard of this. An eccentric, if not charming, Southern professor <laughs> and his crew pose as a, a classical ensemble in order to rob a casino. Oh, that sounds uh, fun. It does. I don't I'm sure that's good. I don't think it did very well. Damn. It made $76. <laughs> it made $76? Um, it sold four tickets. It's $76 million. But like for a Tom Hanks <laughs> movie globally, that's bad. Yeah, that's not good. Number four, uh, a director you've talked about this week. Miyazaki? No. Zack Snyder? No. What other directors did I talk about this week? I don't remember two hours ago when we started this. A director I like? Yep. Kevin Smith? No. Director I like a lot? I think so. Okay. What kind of movies do they make? Uh, British action comedies. British action comedies, eh? They're kind of action comedies. I wouldn't say always British, but this is very British. Sure, do you mean... I it's talk- kind of a parody in this movie. Austin Powers? No. Like a parody of like, it's taking a lot of tropes of this genre and kind of doing them, but kind of like pointing and laughing at them at the same time. Uh, can you give me any of the cast? Simon Pegg. Oh, Edgar Wright. Yeah. It's, uh, which one is it, though? Is it um, Hot Fuzz? First one. Hot... Hot Fuzz second. It was Shaun of the Dead before Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's Dawn of the Dead. I did a dyslexia. It's Dawn it's of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, so that's Zack Snyder. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah, still that's, work. That's the, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, bizarre. Because that's, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, if it's Zack Snyder, right? It's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just did a complete dyslexia. Yeah, no worries. That's very funny. Funny that it's still worked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five is Jersey Girls. We'll just read for the rest yeah. now. Uh, number six is Taking Live. Seven is Starsky and Hutch. Eight is... Hiddledo, never heard of it. The Secret yeah. Window, Eternal Sunshot, The Spotless Nine. Oh, Coffin. Uh, Eleven is Never Die Alone. Agent Cody Banks 2, Destination London. Yo, Agent Cody Banks with Frankie Muniz. Mm. Did Fuck you see yeah. him, and, uh, him and his dad went up Hal from Elkin in the Middle? I, I do hate to break it to you, Hannah. Uh, Brian Cranston is not actually Frankie Muniz's dad. But it was like his second son. Uh, <laughs> his, re- his new son, yeah. His new son, Aaron <laughs> Paul. <laughs> The fact finding out oh. fucking Eunice has become just a fucking like NASCAR driver is hilarious. It's, it's so wild. good. Yeah. Um, um, other movies in the box office, Lord of the Rings is still there. Yeah. Uh, uh, is Return of the King out yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, on its sixteenth week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do the Matt Damon fact before. Uh-huh. We're just gonna read through. The yeah, we're just gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do it off script because. Uh, it's late. We've yeah, had a bit. We've, this it's is, our first like full week back after yeah, Christmas, I feel. We're going to be at two and a half hours by the time we start the rankings. So uh, let's not add another half hour onto that. No. The Matt Damon trivia fact for this week, if you want to work, IMDB, uh, is a mild spoiler for next week's movie. But I think it's fucking insane. Okay. Matt Damon accidentally knocked out and one of the other actors who plays this... Uh, 
a CIA interrogator during the scene. So he, there's a scene in this movie where he actually knocks out the man in Bourne in Bourne next nice. week's movie. Hell yeah! Which I think is mad. Nice. In a fun uh, Matt Damon facts from this trivia. While I'm here, nine. Not that many Matt Damon facts on the Bourne Ultimatum trivia. You wouldn't guess it. Damn. <clears throat> what about on the? Uh, <laughs> what about on the uh, no, fun, Jersey Girl? Uh, funnily enough, I don't. I don't think so. No? I'll, ch- I'll check after we do the rankings. Sure. For your first time listening to the show, God bless. Yeah, you. well done. Yeah. Um, Congratulations on getting this far. What we normally do is we normally do rankings based on of the like thirty movies we've watched so far. We normally do them, we, we'll give ourselves like a minute or so to look at the ranking. We just kind of write it and we have a minute and then we do it off the top of our head. It's normally yeah. very funny. Now, we have not recorded for three weeks, two weeks. Yeah. It's going to be three. It's like It's 19- been Christmas. We've yeah. had a lot going on. Yeah. We know because we took up like a two week break previously. If we do this with like having not looked at our ranking, we also did a big ranking reshuffle recently just because you we were- did. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I did because I I moved some stuff around and I fucked with my brain. You were going to do one as well. Yeah, but I didn't. He lazy. Yeah. Uh, he's not lazy. He's busy. Both. <laughs> we're just gonna read the rankings through this week. Yeah. Well, let's go back to normal next week. We just need to get back into the swing of things. I think I think we need to figure out some change this ranking section because we will have over thirty films. But you know what? That's you'll for us see. To yeah, you'll see us suffer next time at least. We'll do it one more time and then we'll see if we have to yeah. just read through it. Yeah. Because us reading through it, I feel like we'll still be, you know, spicy enough. Yeah. We'll still get to talk. We'll still... Because, like, functionally what it actually is is a chance for us to talk, think about the other films that we've seen so I far. actually weirdly think of us doing it under pressure means the rankings won't be as weird. Because we're not being like, Ugh! Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, do you want to... Will I start? Uh-huh. As always, number 30. Number 30? Good old boys. The good old boys. We still haven't been able to watch it. Bounty is still open. I honestly haven't looked in a little bit. So um, if I find it, I'm I'm buying myself a pint. Yeah, I'll buy you a pint. Nice. What's your number 29, friend? All the Pretty Horses. Matt's cowboy movie. Mine. One of Matt's several. He loves a horse. Actually, yeah, bottom two are both Matt cowboy movies. Damn. Yeah. My number 29 is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, My number 28... Uh, 28 is Rising Sun. Mine is Titan AE. 27 is Bagger Vance. 27 is Bagger Vance. What a strange film. What a weird film for girls to reference. It's not that remembered as a film. I know, right? But I've seen references to Bagger Vance recently. Like, maybe it's so... Maybe it doesn't... Maybe it's just because we've we're aware of it now but you know? i wonder if it's a thing if it was more remembered like six or seven years after it came out versus like maybe? 15 20 maybe i don't know mm-hmm. number 26 is field of dreams jay and silent bob strike back number 25 is rising sun 25 is field of dreams number 24 is all the pretty horses number 24 is geronimo Number 23 is Euro Trip. Even though I strangely <laughs> love that movie, I can't put it that any higher. That movie kind of slaps. <laughs> I, I, do you still feel... Sean watched it again after we recorded last yeah. the last episode. Uh, I That's... also watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back again because Matthew got me a physical copy of it for Christmas. How did it hold up Euro Trip on the second rewatch? Fine. About the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a straight... That movie puts a spell on you. Yeah. Um, Number 23 is School Ties. 
Number 22 is Jerry. Number 22 is Finding Forrester. Number 21 is Chasing Amy. Number 21 is Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Uh, number 20 is Stuck On You. Number 20 is Eurotrip. God, he doesn't know. He uh, still doesn't. Number 19 is Geronimo. Number 19 is Rainmaker. Number 18 is Rounders. Number 18 is The Majestic. Number 17 is The Majestic. Number 17 is Chasing Amy. Number 16 is Jersey Girl. Number 16 is Mystic Pizza. Jesus, that's low for you. Yeah. Um, number 15 is School Ties. Number 15 is Titan AE. I think I need to reshuffle this because I don't understand how Titan AE is above Mystic Pizza. You really liked it when you saw I it. I did really like it when I saw it and I haven't gone back to it since. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, might do, I might do like a, a sweepstakes thing where I like take two movies, watch them one after the other and see which one's better. I feel like you shouldn't rewatch it. It's like what your gut says now. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, number, are we on number 15? Uh, number 15 is Titan AE. Uh, mine's School Ties. Number 14 is The Born Identity. Number 14 is Finding Forrester. Number 13 is Stuck on You. Number 13 is Spirit. I need to move Spirit. Spirit can't be that high. Number Didn't really like Spirit though. Number 12 is Courage Under Fire. Number 12 is Glory Days. Uh, number 11 is Goodwill Hunting. Number 11 is Mystic Pizza. Number 10 is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Number 10 is Dogma. Number 9 is The Third Wheel. Number 9 is Courage Under Fire. Number 8 is Rounders. Number 8 is The Third Wheel. Number 7 yeah. is Ocean's Eleven. Number 7 is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number 6 is Dogma. Number 6 is The Rainmaker. Number 5 yeah. is Jersey Girl. Okay, that's respectable. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is getting into slightly insane territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think now that we've both got to where we are on Jersey Girl, I think Jersey Girl is a very competently made movie. Yeah. I think it's quite good. Yeah, um, I really liked it. For me, it's just like, I think there's just the bits of it where, like sometimes the movie does just kind of hit your buttons. And I think mm. it really hit your buttons. Yes, yeah, it did, yeah. Um, For me, it just didn't push those buttons exactly. But mm. I still am like, it's so... I just I think this movie has been great because it's made me been like, oh, sometimes I can watch a movie and be like, there's flaws, but it's still like a pleasant time. Yeah, that's a good thing about doing this show. Mm-hmm. Number f- five for me is The Born Identity. Number four is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number four is Good William Hunting. Number three for me is Jerry. Number three is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Number two for me is Still Glory Days. Number- made it up there. Uh, number two <laughs> is Ocean's Eleven. And number one. Win a bullet. Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. And that is our 30th movie. That's weird. I know, right? Yeah. I'm We've surprised. we doing this for 30 weeks. It's <laughs> <laughs> over half a year. I know. It doesn't feel like we've been doing it for half a year. I know, right? Yeah. Maybe... Feels like we've been doing this for eternity. It feels like we never started and we'll never end. No, I feel like we definitely started. Yeah. Um, it's going to be so weird when we finish Matt Damon. Yeah, it is. Because we're nearly at the halfway point. We're almost there. We're like 10, no, like seven, eight films from the halfway point, right? Do you know what weirdly I think? I think we're, we're, we're through the kind of, actually, no, we've got another, I feel like we're going to reach a point soon where he's either in bangers or bad movies. The Simon is just going to be like, yeah. yeah. The moment we're, doing, we're, in, we're in a lot of like three star movie zone, I yeah. think. But like... There's a, well, I don't know, I've just looked, uh, between like, um, like, 
2013, that's in a weird period. Oh, yeah? Before The Martian. I feel like he goes through a, a weird four-year funk. Sure. Um, well, the, before The Martian, he has Interstellar. But, like, before those two. Oh, yeah. Because no one knew he was in Interstellar. That Monuments, was a... man. Zero Theorem. Elysium. Behind the Candelabra. Promised Land. We bought a zoo. Happy Feet too. I was so tilted over Christmas. A oh, yeah. very brief Christmas story. Uh-huh. Before I... So I went to visit my grandmother over Christmas. Sure. And my grandmother lives in... My, I'm going to say rural Ireland. People are like, it's not that rural. It's pretty fucking rural. Yeah. Uh, like, there's no buses or anything. Like, you have to walk everywhere. Like the only activity to do there is walk. That's why we go there. We go to walk. Um, and it rained the entire time we were there. Okay. And she doesn't have internet. And the 4G crashes sometimes. Sure. And she only has two channels. She only has RT1 and RT2. Okay. And that's when fucking Matt Damon, like, film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sad. And to oh, make what it was worse. It? What movies was it It was again? We Bought a Zoo and, and The Martian, um, I think, or something like. It was inter. Was it? Hang on, let me let me see. Because Sean messaged me this, and do you know what the the creme? I'll just I'll just scroll back in our chat. Do you know what the creme to the creme of this is, Sean? What? I had a really bad flu, so oh, all I could really? do was just be on the couch. Was and it was in? Like, was it in our group chat or was it in I, our? I can't recall where it was, but I was just like, this is the worst, the most unfair thing. I could be watching two Matt Damon classics right now, and I have the flu, and I had to. It was no, so it was. Um, we bought a zoo. It was we bought a zoo, and then Deadpool too. Yeah. And <laughs> um, do you know what I had to watch? Yeah. I had to watch the episode after the fucking EastEnders Christmas special. Oh. I every year I try to convince my parents to put on like the EastEnders or Carnation Street Christmas special and I always fail because I always think they're so funny. Because there was a big murder this have, year. Exactly. There always has to be. They always have to be the most dramatic episode of the year. I did have to because I it fucking got me for like thirty seconds and my my brain being like destroyed by a virus. Yeah. Where I was googling what the plot line was <laughs> and I had to slap myself back to sense. Yeah. Um, uh, I've I've just gotten a message from my good friend Michael, which is perhaps the most heartbreaking thing. I've ever read. Oh, is Neil Brain's new movie cancelled? Matt Pat is leaving YouTube. <laughs> the devil defeated. <laughs> Why is he leaving YouTube? I don't know. Damn. I haven't seen the video. Do you still watch Matt Pat? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Every You're now and then. There, but... Every now and then, though, me and Michael sit down and we watch all of the um, Game Theory Five Nights at Freddy's videos. That poor though. man has, like. It must be weird to, like. What's the Greek legend where he gave Sisyphus? Where he gave like people fire and then he's Oh Prometheus. Yeah, must be weird to be the Prometheus. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Mad Pat. (laughs) The FNAF Prometheus bestowing Five Nights at Freddy's lore upon YouTube as unto Prometheus stealing fire from the gods. Sounds like a good comparison. That's a fantastic comparison. It's also hilarious. Thank you. I'm sometimes funny. Oh, I'm going to be so eepy oh. tomorrow. Next week's movie. What's next week's movie? Banger. A certified banger. It was 2004. Paul Green, our first Paul Greengrass movie. Oh, yeah? Oh, Paul Greengrass is a fucking madness. This is one I believe I've seen already. It is The Bourne Supremacy. Hell yeah. Byline. 
They should have left him alone. <laughs> they should, honestly, yeah, they yeah, should have. Leave yeah, leave Borla alone. Leave him alone with his little bag. Oh, this girl. Hot wife. Yeah, hot wife. What a CIA operative. To, what a CIA operation to purchase classified Russian documents is blown by a rival agent, who then shows up in the sleepy seaside village where Bourne and Marie have been living. The pair run for their lives, and Bourne, who promises retaliation should anyone from his former life attempt contact is forced once again to take up his life as a trained assassin to survive. I feel like this is when... I feel like the Bourne identity and then the other two Bourne are dramatically different franchises. So, by the time we got to the second Bourne on Bourne Day, things were getting a little silly. I had to yell at some, some people. Of us, some of us were getting a little bit loosey-goosey. I did have to go, now, you need to pay attention. There was stuff going on that had to be dealt with. <laughs> Someone people had to be given out to. Yeah. That makes you sound like a terrible person. I am a terrible person. But when you have to rewind four times because people keep talking over the, the explanation of the plot, you have to you have to put a regime down. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really remember too much of the Boren supremacy. Is this the one with the sniper in the... That's three. That's three. This yeah, one with Carl, Carl Urban. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in these. As the evil Russian assassin. Fuck yeah, um, I'm very excited. I have to, I think the the second one might be the best one. Are we gonna watch this over the weekend? We, we can't make the same pair watch it again. Yes, we can. No, we can't. We can't. Yeah, I'll watch it on Monday. I'll probably watch it. We'll probably watch it one of the days we're there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we'll probably will, yeah. Um, I'll have it ready to go at least. People in this movie, uh, this movie. Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. Uh-huh. Uh, Frankie Poutine is Marie. Brian Cox. Fuck off. We started rewatching uh, Succession last night, Banger. actually. Julia Stiles is Nikki. Nikki! <laughs> Love Nikki in this movie. Nikki's yeah. great, yeah. Uh, Carl Urban is Creel. Uh, Gabriel. <laughs> uh, Gabriel Mann. Joan Allen. Martin. Like, none of the rest of these people are kind of famous. Sure. I, I, I think, I really like Supremacy because I think it balances the. I love Supremacy. The Muse song. <laughs> no. Uh, I also think this is really funny. I, I want to <laughs> see when it happens because I remember on Born Day the difference and how old Matt looked between. He looked significantly, significantly older. older. Yeah, he did. In uh, Ultimatum. And it's not that much later. Yeah. It's like three. It's like two movies after, right? It's three. It's a good few movies after, but it's three years. So I'm like, what happened? Yeah. I, I like to think it's because he had children. Yeah, pro- honestly, probably, yeah, it's a stressful time. But yeah, that's next week. Uh, we'll talk it's about... seven movies later. Yeah, we'll talk about Paul, Paul Greengrass has done some amazing movies. Oh, yeah? I, I know nothing except for Bourne. Yeah, he's... I like Paul Greengrass as a director. He's a fucked up little guy. Nice. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. I need to go home. I've been in this house for three hours. Uh, it's going to take me an hour to get home. Welcome I've, to 2024, guys. Hell yeah, I've got a job interview tomorrow and I'm very you're, sleepy. He's going to do great. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, I don't know what music you're going to do for the... Do Sweeney Todd for the closing out music. Or Jen, Jenny from the Block. Jenny from the Block. She used to have a little and now she has a lot. I'm still Jenny from the Block. Well, what if I don't do Jenny from the Block now but I leave that in? Bless my <laughs> <laughs> Fresh so
So Invictus is going to be in April. Yeah, we have time. Yeah. <gasps> what? The yeah yeah. Uh, the last movie we released before my birthday is going to be Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo, little fishy in the sea. <laughs> All right. All right. Since since it's Kevin. Oh yeah. Am I up? You, I can do it because it's not a Jay and Silent Bob one. But if you oh, want to do, but it's Kevin though. All right, do you want to start? Okay, that went a fair longer than that. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take for you to say something. Me? Yeah. <clears throat> I knew what you were doing, so I purposely didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, I know. Um, I got you with a very loud sound. Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> oh. 